This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Happy Thanksgiving. Uh, welcome to Love Alexi. My name is Alexi Wasser. I am your host. And uh, yeah, is everybody having a beautiful Thanksgiving? This is the Thanksgiving episode of the Love Alexi podcast. Uh, I'm really excited about it because I have, a, I have an old friend on the show. I've known for a long time. I haven't seen him in about two years. So we decided to catch up uh, and record it all at once. So today I'm talking to Tim Nordwind from the incredible, innovative super group. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> oh my God. Well, this intro is quickly going to shit. Um, Tim Nordwin from OK Go. But Tim is so prolific. He's got a myriad of other projects. And if I don't tell you about them, I will feel shameful. Uh, I will be embarrassed for myself for not highlighting all the things that Tim is up to right now. Uh, uh, I'll I'll feel like I'm cheating you all out of uh, valuable information and entertainment. Um, so okay, so Tim has another musical project called XXT. All right, and XXT has a new EP and video out called Insomniac. The EP you can find it on Spotify. The video uh, that was directed by Tim Nordwind himself that's out now, available on YouTube. And uh, you can just go to their, uh, you know, uh, their website for any and all information on XXT. You go to xxt.life and uh, there you go. That's their website. Listen, what else can I tell you? What's up with OK Go? Uh, well, they have a not-for-profit organization that they started this year called OK Go Sandbox. Uh, and you can go to okgosandbox.org for all the information about that. But what they do there is they make teaching tools for teachers. So what they try to do is they're they're helping students learn through the joy, wonder, and fun of OK Go music videos. So that's helpful and exciting and inspiring that they're using their music and the videos that they've made for their music to get kids interested in learning and realizing that learning does not have to be boring. It doesn't have to be. Anyway, um, OK Go is also playing at the Bob Baker Marionette Theater Winter Gala fundraiser on December 1st at the Pasadena Playhouse. Tickets and information on how to donate can be found at bobbakermarionettetheater.com. All proceeds go to help the theater move into a new home after 60 years in their previous magical space. Um... OK Go will also be on tour this year and next. Um, 
at performance art centers around the country. And what they're doing is live, they're doing a live video retrospective tour. So what they do is they live score their videos and then they have a, you know, along with a Q&A session, interactive musical moments, live video recreations. It's, it's, it's like a super fun fun thing you can do for the whole family. It's uh, And I don't know. So I'm going to be going to that because, uh, yeah, I will definitely be at one of those shows because I just went to see The Nightmare Before Christmas for the first time. And I saw it for the first time at the Hollywood Bowl. And uh, it was being live scored by Danny Elfman. So like the movie was playing and then like Danny Elfman was singing along and all the original cast members. And it was like such an incredibly exciting way to see a movie for the first time. So the fact that like I just went to that and now I'm finding out that OK Go is, are, they're doing performances like that. Yeah, I, I'm into it. I will be there. Anyway, um, if you want to find Tim on Instagram, and I'm sure you do, we're all addicted to Instagram. <sighs> it's intense. I can't wait till Instagram is over. I can't wait till there's a new thing or I don't even want a new thing. I can't wait till the whole thing implodes or like for somebody to just press a red button connected to all social media and then it all just implodes and it's gone forever, you know? But anyway, but while it's here, we might as well fucking, uh, you know, thrive in it. So let's all be friends on social media. Find Tim at Timothy Nordwind. Find me at Alexi Wasser because who doesn't want a new follower at the end of the day if this is all still happening right now, all right? Until we grind it down into the ground, let's party on it. Um, if you like this podcast, I've got to tell you all the normal things you have to say at the beginning of a podcast, but this is truthful. I mean, this is coming from like the bottom of my heart. If you like this podcast, it would really help me and it would help the podcast grow. If you subscribe on iTunes, if you tell any of your friends and you just happen to go, have you heard this podcast of this girl who overshares and has really deep, intense, long conversations with creative people or people she finds interesting, uh, you, should, you, should, you should listen to that podcast. You should follow it. Um, you should subscribe on iTunes. That would be very helpful. Subscribe on iTunes. Rate the show. Leave a comment. Send me emails, all of you. If you ever want to send me an email about anything and everything, advertising or questions or whatever inquiries you have, uh, send an email to dearlovealexi at gmail.com. What else can I tell you? The Love Alexi podcast. Uh, it's an independent podcast. I've said it before. I will say it again. It's an independent podcast. I'm not on a network. And if you want who, if you want to help support the show, financially even, that would be incredible. Always send good vibes and uh, support the show that way. But if you want to be a financial supporter, um, you can even support the show via Venmo at Alexi Wasser. That would be incredible. It's always a happy surprise to be alerted to a Venmo from a listener. All of a sudden, I'm like, oh my God, I can't believe it. And then I like respond to the person who, who Venmoed me money for the show and, I'm, and I, I'm like, think they're my new best friend and they're like, relax, okay? It was just $5, just fucking chill. I don't even use words like chill, but other people do about me and how I should. Anyway, um, during the episode... We go on this tangential journey as per usual, and it's great because Tim and I talk about the David Lynch Foundation and how he got into meditation, and we talk about antidepressants and and the Hills, the reality show The Hills, uh, old and new. Anyway, relationships, breakups, all this stuff, all over the place. But anyway, at the uh, when he's telling me about how he got into meditation, he talks about how a friend of his 
gave him this like magical book about meditation, but Tim could not remember the name. So we made a promise to one another that I would mention the name of the book in the intro when he found it later. And uh, here's the name of the book that Tim mentioned. Uh, The name of the book is called I Am That by, oh God, here's where I butcher this last name. The name of the book is called I Am That by Nisar Gadada. All right. It's a meditation book that his friend Jamie swears by. So if that sounds interesting to you, now you know, no stone has been left unturned. I don't know what that means. Um, Anyway, I've said it all. Uh, I really want you to enjoy the show. I think at the end of this show, because Tim and I used to have a side musical musical project together, um, I'm going to play these songs that Tim and I made together like so many years ago. We had a side, we had like a musical project together that was like very like poppy, not French, new wave. What was this? Because kind of like very 60s pop kind of inspired um, musical project. And I think I named it. Yes, I I don't know why I named it this, whatever. But the name of our project was Chloe Sebastian Oliver. And if I did, in fact, name our project that, that is very sweet of uh, Tim to indulge me. I think I just wanted to choose the three most uh, pretentious names that I just really liked at the time. And I actually still do enjoy those names, but when you put them all together. Anyway, the name of the project was Chloe Sebastian Oliver. And yeah, so... At the end of this podcast, get ready for three Chloe Sebastian Oliver songs that Tim and I made. Uh, I'm singing. Tim produced the albums. He plays all the instruments. He's incredible. He does it all. Anyway, um, and I just want to say again, happy Thanksgiving. I hope everybody's feeling cozy, loved, safe, secure, happy, even grateful, thankful, uh, I like to do that cliche thing where, you know, on Thanksgiving or around it, you, you think about all the things you're grateful for. I try to do that in this episode. I'm going to try to do that uh, before I have dinner tonight. I'm in New York, by the way, with my boyfriend. Our first trip. We took a trip on an airplane for the first time together on Thanksgiving, flying from LA to New York. It's a big deal. It's a big deal. I've been together for nearly nine months. Spending Thanksgiving together, flying to New York on Thanksgiving Day, and uh, here I am. So that's what I'm up to. Next week, I'll tell you everything I got up to in New York. I might even be podcasting from New York. I don't know what's going to happen. Who knows what's going to happen? Um, but yeah, and uh, there you go. Enjoy my conversation with, uh, oh God, I just I have to say this about Tim. I love him so much. I don't see him enough. That's for sure. But I have this like, Tim is, I just respect him and love him so much and just like love how he lives his life because he's, he's not only is he so funny and I I truly will throw us to this like two and a half hour podcast that we we recorded this conversation. But like, I just love how he's like, I feel like he's just constantly at dinner parties uh, with his finger on the pulse. Yeah, I said it. Meeting the most creative people. He's just, he's always, he's just such a curious person and he's at dinner parties and meeting new people and finding out about all these like uh, art scenes and shows and artists and what people are up to. And he's just always like, he's just, it's, it's an inspiring way to be. It makes me want to go to more dinner parties and like go to 
more art exhibitions and have more conversations with strangers and just open my eyes wider and dive into the world more. That's what Tim makes me feel like. He's just such a wonderful person. Everything about him, being around him, he's the funniest. Uh, He's so talented at everything he does. He's so prolific. He makes so much work. He makes so much work and he's so kind and he's striving to be better and happier and healthy and he's so, such a good friend and he just the whole world that he's created. Anyway, I'm, I'm gushing, but I, I just feel compelled to say it because not having seen him for two years and then having this like two and a half hour conversation with him uh, at my house, it was just lovely. And so uh, it just reminded me of, uh, if, you know... I'm grateful for Tim. This Thanksgiving, I am grateful for Timothy Nordwind. Anyway, enjoy my conversation with Tim Nordwind. Happy Thanksgiving. We can. I mean, it's up to you. I mean, we, we can. I can either fake fake it through the entire podcast, then we can talk for real. No. Are you serious? No, I'm kidding. Is this crazy that it's like old timey? It is on. I like this. This is cool. Really? You have a nice little setup here. I got I lit a candle. I'm turning my phone off. I mean, on silent. Oh, yeah. I should turn my phone off. Oh, is that why it's like... I prepared questions, but I do want to catch up. We can edit all that out, but we might, we might as well, like, whatever. Yeah. What's going on with you? Do you live in the same place? Like, this is me. You're not podcasting. I'm truly talking, but I'm going to keep it in case there's gold. Yeah, sure. Is that, is that horrible? No. Okay. That's good. Um, I do not live in the same place that... That uh, that you're thinking of, like yeah, on, yeah that that place on Glendale. Yeah, I don't live there anymore. Where I, do li- you live? I live maybe like ten minutes. Well, no, less than probably like seven minutes away from it. Yeah, so I'm still in Silver Lake. Are you married? No. Are you with that girl still? No. Okay. By the way, this can will be edited out. I'm, <laughs> I'm totally right. recording or no, but I'm not out to get you or like ruin your life or anything. That's but I'm just right. like, I don't know. <laughs> Went over to Lexi's um, house, have a chat with her, and uh, you know, she put headphones on and just grilled me, <laughs> and then didn't edit any of it. It out. was intense. It was pretty intense. <laughs> oh God! I had Tim Nakashi on the podcast, and then he he was like, "Do you hear that? Yeah. What is that? What was that?" I think that was at the car. A ghost. Someone driving recklessly. Scary. In West Hollywood. And WeHo. Uh, but he was so funny. And then I didn't realize that he had done an OK Go video. And then mm. but he just reminded me. I don't know why we started talking about it, but we were, we were just talk, started talking about how funny you are, that we knew you. And I was like, I know Tim. I'm going to tell you. I, I listened to that episode. You yesterday. did? I did. Oh, whoa. Um, a, because I was curious. It's not- B, I wanted to get the vibe of the show. Oh, you know. God. I don't know if that's. I don't know if that represents the vibe of the show. They're. they're I'm probably, sure it doesn't. I mean, I. Oh I, my I, God, I, Jim! What? <laughs> <I'm just kidding. laughs> but yeah, you're just. So, did, so you heard us say like, "Oh, he's so funny." Yeah, it was really nice. Yeah. So you eavesdrops on us. Not used to hearing nice things said about me. Like no, that. you. That's, that's not true. Nice. Are you that's joking? Nice. No, I mean. Yeah. I mean, that was just a nice thing to say. That was just a nice thing. To yeah. Say. So yeah. I was like, I gotta, and I think I probably said that out loud on the podcast. I went, I, I gotta have him on the podcast. <laughs> Did I say that? Uh, I don't think you said that, but it sounded like you had made a note to yourself to to ask me though. <laughs> that's that's how I read into that. <laughs> I was just if like, I'm reading between the lines. Oh god! <laughs> oh, you are. <laughs> I just thought I thought this Tim's pretty funny. 
And that reminds me of another Tim that's even funnier. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, no that's awesome. I'm, I'm, I'm glad you had Tim Nakashi on. I, I yeah. love him so much. Yeah. Why do you I love him? I, why I, love do I, love him? him? I love him too, but why? Um, because it, like every exchange I've ever had with him is so thoughtful and kind. Yeah. You know? And uh, e- even the most casual of conversation always is like thoughtful with him. And yeah. I, I, and I just appreciate that about him. He's always been that way. And uh, I've probably known Tim for 10 or 12 years now. You have? At least, yeah. And I remember just like right away, I was like, well, this guy is a sweet, sweet man. He is, yeah. yeah. I don't even know him very well. I met him like maybe twice, not even. And I just thought, I need to have this guy on the show. Totally random. He was great on your show. Um Let's just I, dedicate this episode to just talking about that episode. <laughs> this is a Tim Nakashi appreciation show. <laughs> yeah, he was, but he really was though. I, I, I like. I don't know. I, I feel like I can't get away talking about some of the things that he talks about without, without like somehow sounding like pretentious or something. But he oh. manages to do it in a way where it's like it does. It's not pretentious at all. Oh and yeah, it's, it's actually like, just like a very, like. Thoughtful and well considered thought, like it's connected to his soul or something. Like it's it just is. natural, yeah. yeah like what just, kind of stuff? Like, like work stuff or like or being uh, de- definitely like the work stuff. I think is is where like I, I thought. Um, I'm trying to. I'm having trouble remembering specifics right now, but but just in, in the way he sort of spoke about kind of I don't know navigating through his process and stuff like that. Yeah. Like you know, you can imagine how like. There could be an SNL skit oh, and him <laughs> about doing... someone sort of talking about the process. Oh yeah, but uh, but with with Tim, I thought like it just it just felt very natural and organic and like um, let's call him other Tim. The other on, Tim on this on this episode. Yeah, yeah, you're the Tim for this episode. Oh no, I'm talking about myself now. Oh, very cool. No. But yeah, I, I thought I, I, that was a very, uh, I really enjoyed listening to your conversation with him. Oh, that's good. That makes yeah. me happy. Um, so where are you coming from today? You're in your other place. Let's get, let's, let's, yeah. let's get grounded in our truth. Okay. Let's figure so it out. I live in Silver Lake now. Still, okay. And, uh. Not married. I'm not married. Mm-hmm. I, I live in the place that, I, I moved out of the place I lived in for like eight years. Yeah, why? To, uh, to move in with. Um, my then girlfriend at oh the time. Oh my god! And we lived and we lived in that place together. The place I live in now is a place where we lived in together for about two years or so. Yeah. And uh, how long have you been dating before you guys moved in together? I think about a year. A or year. So. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, yeah, and then and then we we, we lived together for two years, uh, and then had like the. Probably the best breakup I've ever had. Really? <laughs> to I'm be just, honest with you. We are recording, so just like if you, if, okay. if you can self-edit, I, I love that. And if, if you want to just tell me real stuff, sure. that's great. Or you can just always tell me to edit it later. But like, but that's yeah. great. That's good to know. That's not yeah. anything bad. Why? We we ended up having like a very uh, like mature and adult breakup, basically. We're like, did? yeah, we're like. Uh, I'm like weeping right now. I'm like, why? What happened? <laughs> like, essentially, like, basically, like, we we both agreed to go to like, like couples counseling to figure it out. Yeah, you know, with the intention of like, let's see if we can figure it out. 
the issues that we're having, let's see if there's like a new way forward. And if not, then let's figure out how to transition out peacefully. Oh my God. You know what I mean? Cause like, are you still going to the David Lynch foundation? Like <laughs> I do. Yeah. You I still, do? I, yeah. It, I, it was, it's working. It I, worked, I, I, then it's working. I think, I think so. There, there was, um, so she and I, she and I are still very good friends and have, uh, like a, a music project together. You do? Yeah. It's called, it's called XXT. XXT. Oh, you sent me that stuff. I think I might have sent you. Yeah. Some oh, of it, yeah. okay. Wait, did I meet her at Target? Was that the girl you were walking with at Target? Years you ago? met her, her friends friend. because we were we were throwing her a surprise birthday party. Oh, my, what a good boyfriend you are! <laughs> oh my god. And I remember uh, I was having some turmoil about a, a relationship that wasn't right at the time. Oh. I remember I ran into you and I was just like, "What does it mean if it's blah?" That's usually my state. Where like, "What does it mean if it's blah blah blah?" And you're like, "Uh, <laughs> yeah, we're at Target." Yeah. <laughs> no, <I'm just> <laughs> And I'm like, exactly, we're Target. Why wouldn't I bring this up here? This is my uh, home away no, from home. I love that. My I, sanctuary. Um, okay, so... I th- yeah, I think that's actually maybe the last time I saw you. That's insane. Yeah. It was like two years ago. Yeah. But then yeah. occasional texts here and there. Sure. Okay. Sure. But, so... Um, wait. Yes, so... Good friends and music project. Yeah, and so and we had, we were already doing the music project together, and one of the things... Was like one of the conversations we kept having as we were trying to figure out if this was right as a like you know partnership relationship or 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 not was like well yeah both of us were like well but I still really like doing the music together yeah. <laughs> you know, like that's always been fun and it remains fun um, oh so God. part 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 of the reason I mean not the whole reason but part of the reason why we wanted to figure out sort of like peaceful transition is just because we want we wanted and and want to keep working together creatively does that get in the way of you moving forward or her moving like how long did you guys break up uh it's been a little over a year now a little over a year i mean like yeah it doesn't isn't like a potential block or or like i mean that's you know that i guess that's that come up that's the concern i suppose for you or for her or both of you do you talk about that or like what if you're dating oh my god right. she came I mean, in oh i would die i'd be like oh really <laughs> you wanted to date or the tense like i don't know this is me projecting i think i mean i i think that's the the sort of universal concern for either one of us i you know um but i i also think I mean, it's so it's true that neither neither one of us has really dated much since we've broken up. Yeah. You know, um, so that is a little bit of a bridge to cross. Yeah, as they say. Because um, you're getting however, your ever. Oh yes. Okay. I will say that you're on Raya. What, what I'm just it? kidding. It's like you're on Raya. That's <laughs> oh, like the the, no. the celeb dating app. Haven't you heard of it? Oh, I've heard of it. Yeah, yeah, it's, yeah, a, yeah. it's a party um, favor. It's fun. I'm not on there. Good. It's successful, actually. <laughs> Keep going. <laughs> um, but uh, it's hard for me to imagine at this point, especially a year and some change out, that if we've gotten through what felt like the really hard stuff, it's hard for me to imagine that even if there are feelings. You know, feelings that either we couldn't predict or um, or whatever, you know. Yeah. Like, it's hard for me to imagine that she and I at this point can't kind of work that out, you know, or talk that through. Yeah. 
you know. Um, Ooh, but for a new person. Now I'm projecting even more. Well, so, if yeah. If I, I mean, were your new girlfriend, if I were dating you, I'd be like, oh, what's that now? You're in a band with your right, ex-girlfriend right. that you date and live with? Uh, I'm not. I, I'm so... I don't think I'm crazy at all. Well, no, that's I not true. I don't think you are. Well, either. I'm, uh, but I would definitely be like, yeah. Oof. I think I, I, I'm sure. I'm sure she's thought about that. I and you know, I, I've certainly. It's hard not to. It's hard not to, when you're imagining this scenario. It's hard not to think about. Well, but sure, of course, there's going to be another person, or you know, potentially two other people involved. Yeah. And. Um, how do you work through that? You know, uh, yeah, you need a real mature person. Yeah, I mean, I, I get, I guess um, they exist. They do exist. Yeah. They do exist, and I and I think um, I can't wait to become one of them. I oh, keep going. On. Sorry, no, I'm serious. Come on, stop. <laughs> uh, and yeah, I do. I do think that um, it's a. Uh, it's a yeah, it's a unique situation, but you know, I I feel like, you know, I've worked pretty hard. I think we both worked pretty hard to make sure that like we're going to remain friends and 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 that we we will continue to create things together, you know. Yeah. Um and uh and I think we both you know, and I, and I and I think like um I don't think it's going to be that hard to prove to somebody that like this is what this is, yeah. you know, and and it's different from, you know, what I what I will potentially have with someone else. Yeah. You know what I mean? And and, it didn't work out for a reason, and also it shows that you can be mature and move yeah. forward and be kind and and I, civil. Yeah, and, like in my head, it's like, isn't that kind of a, a positive? But, yeah. But I, but I can. I mean, you know, I'm I'm also a realist and can imagine a situation where you Somebody know gets it might, and that might just be hard for someone who hasn't been through the entire thing to completely understand. Yeah, you know, I think it's nice you guys went to couples counseling because I always think uh, I have like a I've done that in the past with boyfriends. So mm-hmm. I think I did it when I was like 21 years old. It's just kind of funny to be 21 and couples counseling. Wow. Yeah, when I was That's good though. Yeah, I mean, I, I feel like you're never too young for I, <laughs> that kind of thing. But it's you know? funny because part of me is like, oh, if you're at the point in your relationship where you're in couples counseling, everybody should be in counseling actually because communicating is so difficult. Mm. People have such a hard time and trying to navigate it on your own is like people don't like to confront situations or communicate. People are bad communicators, so counseling is actually wonderful. But but sometimes it's hard to be open to it or for your partner to be open sure. to it because. You're, like the stigma is like, which isn't so wrong, but the stigma is like, well, if we're at the point where we need a counselor, oh, this is not good. You know what I mean? Right. Right. Ugh, but so it's like such a weird thing. I've been reading books like the you know, five, the the love language book or whatever. Have you read that? I don't know that one. Oh, no. Brooke gave it to me. Oh. We're referring to Brooke Dulian. Uh Love you, Brooke. Hi, Brooke Dulian. <laughs> <laughs> She's listening. I hope. But anyway, I hope so. she, yeah, better be. she better be listening. Jesus Christ. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I don't know. Did you read a bunch of self help books? Have you read a bunch of self help books? Or you're I'm, a, I'm a terrible reader. You are. Period. You're a cancer. I am. Is I it, am a cancer. Does that mean I'm a bad reader? No. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Just means you're sensitive. Yeah, I, I I'm a terrible reader. Period. So self help books or non self help books. I I, I yeah. <laughs> I just you know I haven't read a ton um, lately at least. You yeah. Know. I. 
I do read from time to time. Okay. <laughs> what's, going, what's going on in your life? We've covered the breakup. I won't ask you exactly what wrong, what, what happened in the relationship, why it led to that, even though I'm dying to know. Oh. I'll, 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 you can tell me later. <laughs> is it just what happens? Is that just what happens? I'm, I'm in an eight-month relationship right now. I've been in it for almost nine months. and like, Oh, nice. Yeah, and it's a really great, healthy relationship, but it's uh, relationships are hard. Whether they're yeah. good or not good, it's, it's interesting because all of a sudden you have to like see all these things about yourself or... Sure. Or learn how to communicate. Like uh, there's another person involved you have to consider how, yeah. you, how you speak to them or how they might interpret you or what they project on you and what you project on that. It's like it's, it's just a lot to navigate even if the most of it is good. And then you bring your childhood bullshit and all this stuff and past experience. <laughs> it's just like anyway. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, the, the, the relationship that we had um, I think was, was a very... It was a very kind one and a very good one, and yeah. you know, and I, I have nothing but good things to say about it. We, she and I, went through some very intense things together um, in our first year dating, uh, which was that my father passed away. Oh my god! And then four months later, her father passed away. Oh my god! I'm so sorry. Um, thank you, thank you. And so, you know, that was, uh. You know, that's it. Like, I think that happened maybe three or four months into oh. our relationship together, and uh, and it was like one right after the other. Yeah. Um. So there, there was like a lot of like tectonic shifts happening right in the beginning of our relationship. You know that I think, um, probably in some ways bond us. You know. Um, and uh, well, I, I don't know. I feel like I feel like I should follow that. And in other ways, this, but but yeah. I, don't, I don't have it in other ways. Oh no! But I, <laughs> but you know, like I mean, I think it's something that bonded us, but was also something that was um, individually very difficult for both of us personally. You know, and so um, we we ended up staying together for you know about about another two years or so. Um, and, but, you know, these huge shifts were happening because of these massive personal things going on in our lives, you know, like, um, you know, death just has a way of, uh, you know, affecting everything, I think. Uh, and so that, that was kind of going on underneath our whole relationship. And I think... I think, you know, she she was sort of figuring out what that all meant for her. I was sort of figuring out what it all meant for me. And I think it, at some point, um, she's, she sort of led it with, like, I, I, she just needed to go think about her life on her own, you know. Um, and... Uh, and I probably, uh, you know, I, I think I was a little resistant to it at first uh, in the hopes of, like, trying to see if we could, like, keep it together. But I think that this is sort of where the therapy, I think, was very helpful in that it was, like, it was in having some very, like, open and incredibly honest communication. It was, like, okay, yeah, I, I see that you need to do that, and I see that I need to do that. Yeah. You know? Oh, that's good. Yeah. Yeah. So... You know, more or less, uh, that's, I think that's like the overarching thing that kind of happened. 
with us, you know, and, you know, within that, there were all the sort of things that I think can happen when a, when a relationship starts to, you know, when people start to separate and stuff like that. Yeah. Like, um, but I would say none of that was really like the root cause of anything, you know, some more, more like those things were sort of more symptomatic of these like larger core issues. Yeah. You know? Yeah. My goodness. Yeah. (laughs) Does she meditate too? Uh, Did you guys both? She, oh, she does not meditate. Um, I'm going to take a far, a crazy left turn, but, uh, not that crazy, but how did you get into meditation? Because I remember like we were texting like years ago and you had just gotten in. I don't know if you had already been doing it, but mm-hmm. you just started doing like going to the David Lynch Foundation and you're yes. like this life changing. Oh my God. Like what brought you to that? How long ago was that? And like, just tell me about that. Yeah. So I've meditated, I've done transcendental meditation now for six or seven years. Okay. Oh yeah. And Before the David Lynch Foundation? Oh no 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 that that that's what okay. like I, I went to the David Lynch keep, keep Foundation going. about six or seven years ago, uh, and the year before that I was starting to get interested in the idea of meditation. Um, I have a friend named Jamie Ziegelbaum. Oh wow, what a great name! Yeah, he's a, a very smart fellow, um, and uh, worked with him on an OK Go video at one point. He's a uh, director or what does he do? He's not a director. He DP? he's like he's sort of like a scientist artist. Oh really? Yeah. Yeah. And he helped on our Rube Goldberg machine video where we had a, a lot of different scientists and artists helping out. Yeah. Um but you know, he's a he's a smart MIT Media Lab guy. Jesus. Yeah. Um and he he had stayed at my place, uh, this is probably about eight years ago. Uh, he was living in Boston and then New York and was back in L.A. visiting and needed a place to crash. And so uh, that happened to be well, I was going through another breakup, actually. Oh, really? Yeah. Around eight years ago? Around eight years ago. Okay. Or, so. or maybe, yeah. maybe it was a little less than that. But yeah, like, yeah. That's um, not, yeah. Um, by the way, my, my timeline for all of this might be a little bit wrong. Oh, that's it fine. Matter, We're not going to quiz you. Right. Nobody's going to. Are you going to fact check? No, I'm not okay. going to fact check. <laughs> not this time. <laughs> um, but yeah, so Jamie was staying at my place. I was like in a fairly low place. And the thing I was telling him was just like, I can't sort of stop running the whole relationship over and over again in my mind. You know what I mean? Like Loop what, thinking? Lo- yeah, like looping it. And I, uh, I couldn't break those patterns, you know, just like, what did I do wrong? And where did it go wrong? And, you know, all that stuff. And he said, uh, do you meditate? <laughs> you know, he just, and I, and I said, no, you know, a lot of people have talked to me about it. I don't, I don't really understand it. Um, I have noticed that when, <laughs> you know, there've been a handful of people throughout my life that when I talk about this sort of like looping thinking that I've, had for years, you know, um, a handful of people have asked me that, you know, do you meditate? And so I was like, you know, do you meditate to Jamie? And he said, I do. And here's a book. He pulled a book out of his bag. It's a book on meditation. I can't remember what the book is called. Fuck. I'm sorry. I, I, every, every like three or four years, I typically, write to him to ask him what the name of the book you is. Because do. I do, I do because like it, it ultimately comes up, like this story comes up in conversation and, and I'm like, ah, oh, what's that book again? Yeah. Um, I can find out for you. Oh, 
Uh, no, you can keep, put it in your intro. I will. <laughs> keep going. Um, Thank you. <laughs> how dare you tell me how to podcast? No, just kidding. Okay, so he pulls out this magical book. He pulled out this book and he said, read this one chapter. It's two pages. And he was like, I think in general it kind of sums up the overall experience of meditation. And it really was only two pages out of like, a, you know, a 300 or 400 page book or something like that. He knows like you that. don't like to read. He knows. He's like, not. it's only two pages. <laughs> I'm not a strong reader. Yeah. Um, you could do this. Yeah. And, and uh, yeah, I'll always like really appreciate this day because he had me read these two pages and then he said, and then he was like, okay, you want to try it with me? Oh, wow. Yeah. And uh, I was like, I guess I was like, I don't think I really know what I'm doing. He's like, it's okay. You know, just this is what we're going to do. You know, we're going to like, at, at this point it was like, you close your eyes, you'll focus on your breath. We'll do it for 15 minutes. Uh, you know, thoughts will come in. That's okay. You know, just have them and return back to your breath. You know, um, that's just like stress leaving your body. The thoughts you know? passing yeah. through. Okay. Yeah. Um, and actually that was like really helpful because I, you know, I know I, that was one of my things about the little bit I knew about meditation at the time. One of my big hangups was just like, well, I can't, it's too hard to stop my thoughts, you know? And, and, and you hear that a lot. That's, that's oftentimes a lot of people's sort of hurdle to get over with it. And, uh, not only did Jamie explain this to me, but then later when I went and took a class at, at, at the David Lynch foundation or took classes at the David Lynch foundation, um, it was again explained to me that like it's totally normal and fine to have thoughts coming through while you're meditating. That's stress, you know. That's you working out stress basically. And you know, the important thing is, is you know, you have the thoughts, you let them go, and you return back. And it's a, like a very gentle process, you know. Um, and so we did those fifteen minutes, and it was the first time in a long time that I had just gotten some some peace and some relief and some calm, you know? Yeah. Uh, which I really liked. Um, and so for that whole next year, I was just going to like YouTube. I was doing like guided meditations. You were? On, yeah. On YouTube, I love that. You know? Like I was like, where can I get more of this? Yeah. You know? <laughs> yeah. And, and some, you know, sometimes I would do this, this breathing meditation and sometimes I would do these more guided meditations where someone's voice would kind of be, Telling you where to go in your head? Yeah, yeah. Sort of like instructing you like to either focus on your breath or think about this thing or, you know, whatever it is. Um, and uh, cut to about a year later, and I was with a friend, my friend Kitty. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, who I had just met at a Christmas dinner. And uh, we had like... A witty repartee, you know, yeah. so, so we decided to have tea one afternoon. Um, I love that. And, uh, and I had been telling her how much I had been appreciating meditation and everything like that. And she said, oh, that's really cool. I meditate. I do transcendental meditation. And I didn't really know. I knew I knew I'd heard those words before, but didn't really know what that specific type of meditation was. I still don't, and I really want to know. Yeah, I mean, I, I, you know, it's not 
there are probably other people who can tell you more specifically, but... Um, You're having tea with Kitty. Yeah, so I was having tea with Kitty, and she said um, that she was working on a project in London to help make meditation free in public schools. Oh, that's so great. And I was playing in a band, a sort of side project band called Pyramids at the time, and there was a song that she wanted to use for a promotional video. Uh, And so she said, I'll tell you what. I'll make you a deal. If you let me use this song, I'll try to get you like a scholarship at the David Lynch Foundation. And go there for free? Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. Um, Unbelievable. So I was like, well, that that sounds like a pretty fair trade. Um, And I hope she used the song. Oh, God. (laughs) I don't know if she ever (laughs) used the song. I like. Oh, Gareth. Yeah. (laughs) I never, I never saw a, a promotional video with the song in it, but uh, but she uh, made she made good on her promise and and got me a scholarship to the David Lynch Foundation. And that's usually like fifteen hundred twenty five. How much is it normally? It's, it's a chunk of change. Yeah, it's a chunk of change. I mean, yeah, yeah. I think I looked and, into it. Yeah, well. and you know, I I certainly think that it's I. I Meditation is like maybe the best thing I've done for myself in my adult life, oh you know? Oh, God, yeah. Um, and so it's not that I don't think it's worth it. Uh, but, um, but yeah, it is, it's, it's not exactly inexpensive. How does it work? Yeah. So you start going there. You make the like, tell me, yeah. walk, walk me through that as if uh, it's an audio book. Yeah. <laughs> so Kitty put me in touch via email with people at the David Lynch Foundation and... Um, they came back to me and said, okay, well, it's a, I think it's a three-class course. And you have to do all three classes in a, like consecutively, days in a row. And, so it's, and it's one hour. I think the first one's maybe like an hour and a half or something like that. But the, um, So I had to find a week that I could actually make it, you know, from like six to seven uh, for three days in a row. AM or PM? Uh, this was PM. Okay, thank God. All right, yeah. good guy. They may have <laughs> they may have morning courses too, but uh, um, yeah. So that that was and that actually took a minute to figure out. Uh, oh, wow. At the time, because I think I was traveling a ton, traveling a bunch, and so um, you know, I at that point it sort of hit me like. Oh wow! Okay, this already is like this is already like a thing. I'm I should. What am I trying to say? This is already a thing that like is going to be a commitment because strangely, you wouldn't think that finding three days in a row would be a thing, but you know it can be a thing. Yeah. Um. So I finally found those three days. I like blocked them out. Uh, and I showed up on the first day and had to fill out some things about myself. Um, I think they wanted to know, like, if I had done drugs, like, within seventy-two hours to like a week before coming in, or something like that. And how do you really do drugs? Though, do you I really do drugs? Like pot, or do you smoke I pot mean, ever, or not anymore? It's been years, actually. Psychedelics or anything? I, mean, I love psychedelics. Do you really? Yeah. You love mushrooms? DMT? I love mushrooms. Do you, have you ever tried DMT? No, I. I Too scary? Maybe. You know what's funny? Have you done it? I did mushrooms once and I was like, this is going to be terrifying. It was two years ago on New Year's Eve by myself in yeah. this apartment. 
uh, I didn't like that it made me feel sick, but I did like, I was like laughing and crying and I like being alone. Yeah. But I had tried DMT before that. Isn't that funny? With like Hamilton Morris. You, you, you did it first? I did DMT first because Whoa. I thought, oh, I'm with the scientist kid. Right. With that pharmacopoeia show on Vice. And I thought, he knows what he's doing and he's right. got access to the good stuff. Or right. he like synthesized <laughs> it or I don't know. And I thought, I thought, this is terrifying, but, and I don't really do drugs. Yeah. But I can't say no to this opportunity. Right. Like I thought it was like right. an opportunity. So I did DMT, then mushrooms. Excuse me, we're podcasting. <laughs> we are podcasting. Quiet on set. Quiet on set. <laughs> flying in, <laughs> flying out. Okay, anyway. But uh, yeah, and then I did like DMT again later with like a different wow. drug master on a DMT vape. I don't even know. I mean, it, it was like a DMT vape pen, and you puff, you inhale it. Three times or something. The first time was like out of a crack pipe type thing, or I guess it was a DMT pipe. Oh. <laughs> because I guess it's whatever drug. I guess the pipe is whatever kind of pipe you call it. Whatever. Anyway, never mind. I don't even. Yeah, I know. This is. This, I actually don't know how you do DMT. So DMT you, so you like, smoke it. It's out like of a crystals pipe. in a pipe, and then you smoke it. and It's really hard to light. Okay. And then you have to inhale like three times, and the first time you're like, "What? Nothing's happening." The second time. I felt euphoric the third time. Yeah. Not, not to interrupt you, I know, but it was a conversation. No, no, no. But, uh, yeah, I'm, the, I'm fascinated. The, the third time, all of a sudden, I'm like looking at a light bulb and it's like, wah, wah, wah. and then like I'm like seeing like uh, like neon like things like skittling by. I, I didn't like do wow. this and like nothing is scared. I don't know. It's just euphoric feeling, but I didn't like go to the other side like people tell you you're going to go to right. or whatever. And then the vape pen, it affected sound so much. It's like everything sounded like I was like in a concrete, like um, like whoa, where they where they would park a airplane, like it's whatever that's called. What is that called? Air hanger. Like an air hanger with nothing in it. And it's just concrete, and it just sounds like if you dropped a pin, it would just be like uh, like a tinny kind of sound. Oh, wow. And then all of a sudden, it was just like it looked like a Miley Cyrus video, like the color scheme of like Miley Cyrus and uh, the guy from uh, what's the what's the what's the guy from the band that she's doing stuff with? Who's older with gray oh, hair? Flaming lips. Flaming lips yeah. guy. And her, it was just like all like mahjong shells and the and like, but it looked like at mahjong shells, a wall of mahjong shells, really, out of a flaming lips uh, Miley Cyrus collaboration, and then like I was having a silent internal conversation where they're like telling me, like, you know, there's like alien beings or something telling me like everything is, you know, like the mushroom vibe where it's like nothing scary, no one has any right. power over you, we're all just going to die. It's like, we're all souls in a body or some kind of vibe, you know what I mean? Yeah. Is that How wrong? long did it last? So fast. It was like probably like three minutes, but I like kept hitting the vape pen because I was like, this is amazing. Whoa. Oh, so it's only three minutes. It was it, pretty fast. It feels like three minutes or it is only three minutes? I think it's like three to 20 minutes. Wow. It's like maybe 20 minutes tops, but like I kept, even with the pipe in New York and I did it with Hamilton and then mm-hmm. later on the vape pen with the other person, mm-hmm. it's pretty quick but I kept going back to the thing to keep getting the high because oh, okay. once the fear dissipates once like oh my god I'm going to do like, give me that I'm like give me that yeah <laughs> I don't know I just tried to copy you I'm like, yeah yeah, yeah. Give, give me that <laughs> but uh but yeah I haven't done any psychedelics in, in a while and I think on that DMT moment I tried like it's like a year ago I tried like two bumps of ketamine like I don't know what I was doing because I was with I was like dating this like person who tries drugs and is okay. very into like and that was just a weird blip, like a six-week blip. Whoa. I met Ram Dass. I like went to you Hawaii. Went? I met Ram Dass in Hawaii. You did? I went to like the Ram Dass retreat. Whoa. Yeah, I was like on this like... Did you enjoy that? I did. It was That's like a cool. It was like a spiritual journey, not gone wrong, but it was like a sloppy, bizarre <laughs> dip into a spiritual <laughs> journey where I learned and I experienced and it was dark and it was interesting. Right. 
and and taught me what I don't want in my life, and I'm still learning. I don't know. Yeah, I, that's why I wanted to ask. Like with with DMT, like once you're done with it, did you feel like you had some sort of aha moment? Or no, I felt more like God. I can't wait to be able to talk about trying experience. DMT on my podcast with cool people. Like I can't <laughs> wait to be like, hey, have you ever tried DMT? I have. Yeah, isn't that weird that I tried it because I'm a girl with bangs and seemed like I'd be a little bitch or something and not try it. You know oh, what I mean? And I'm just kidding. I'm just. I'm, I know. I'm just saying. Like like a. It's more like. Yeah, the experience was really interesting. Mm-hmm. It felt really good. Mm-hmm. It felt really cool to like walk through the fear of trying this new thing. Yeah. Also, what it's supposed to lead you to is very interesting to me. You know, it's just why like mushrooms are interesting. And yeah. Why I'd like to try ayahuasca. That's all interesting to me. Like, because yeah. there's more than just this. You know, there's so much stuff. That yeah, sure. We can't see. Whatever, but uh, but it didn't. You know, then I still fall back into my loop thinking, and I still fall back into like. Oh, this is what is right now, and I'm really stressed and anxious about it. Yeah, you know, so it doesn't didn't like. It's like you get that epiphany from mushrooms, but then you go back into your you life. You, you go to Target and you're running errands and you're at Starbucks. Sure, sure. <laughs> you yeah. Know, somebody looks at me the wrong way. I'm like, what the hell did that mean? <laughs> I, I, <laughs> well, it's 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 fun. I don't know. It's it's fun for me to know that you've had some of those experiences. Just because, like, I feel like I feel like the last time. We like where when we were when we were in a period of like where like we hung out more. I don't think either one of us had done psychedelics or anything like oh, that. Oh yeah, we we're probably. I mean, I'm probably was way more like closed off and thought I knew stuff and was rigid and. And I think I was the same. Really? <laughs> yeah, <you know. laughs> oh god. Um, but yeah, I th- you know I I gosh I I think I tried mushrooms ten I don't know. 10 years ago or something like that for the first time. Yeah. You know, it, was, it wasn't like something I had like started in high school. Yeah. Um, and I remember the thing that really sold me on mushrooms was at some point in the night, I was in Joshua Tree, as most people on the West Coast are when they first try mushrooms. Oh, God, know? yeah. Um, and I, I was like, you know, it, like with some friends and we had rented a house and the living room had this like nice rug that I was just like lying down on and uh and this zombies record came on oh my god so great and I like watched I I watched the zombies record I, like it, of course I was hearing it but like I actually watched it you know like yeah. it like things were like dancing around and like there were like particles of light and things like that and like I, I just had this like forty five minute experience of like watching a record for the first time or something like that. You yeah. Know? And I was like, if that's what this is, like, I will do this twice a year. Do you? <laughs> um, I. You know what? In, in the last couple of years, <laughs> I haven't done it as much. <laughs> yeah. But but after that, for for several years, yeah. I it, like um, for several years after that, I loved Joshua Tree so much, and I loved. The mushroom experience so much that like many New Year's Eves after that, I would like go to Joshua Tree and do God. mushrooms on New Year's. And maybe that's what I need to do for this New Year's, even though I did two years ago. But yeah, I remember being like in my place, and I was just like I didn't want to be on my phone too much, but mm-hmm. I was also alone. I like wrote a note for the cops and mm-hmm. for like in case somebody can find me or I died or whatever because I'm neurotic. Like Larry David does so mushrooms. You did it by yourself. Yeah, oh, never wow. done them before. Like put a sign up. 
being like, you know, I tried mushrooms or on the kitchen counter. This is how much I took. And I like let my mom know and my friends know. Wow. But then, and then I think at one moment I was like, should I try more? And I texted my friend and he's like, no, like just wait for this to kick in. Right. And then I was like laughing and crying. And then I texted like, oh, this musician, Avi Buffalo, do you know him? Uh, I, I don't know him personally. Well, I, I'm aware of who he is. Though. He's like younger and neat and this like kooky kid. And, mm. and I was like, he's like, listen to Pet Sounds. Mm. And I was like, I will. So I listened to Pet Sounds and I was like, oh my God. <laughs> this, this is meant to be listened to on mushrooms right. like this oh my god like right. I couldn't believe I'm like weeping like listening to God only knows and all the words and it's <laughs> all amazing. meaning isn't it interesting how it's like like you're on these drugs and you're like like they're meant to be listened to on these drugs and they have so much meaning mm-hmm. is it ridiculous and silly and like funny that I'm saying that or is it it's almost like they intended for you to listen to them on the drug or they were on the drugs themselves or yeah. themselves is that wrong to think that because no, I, don't, I don't think so I don't think so I mean chances are good that they were <laughs> they were at least like maybe maybe not in the studio but like certainly during the conceptualization period of well, the record but why has it become more meaningful is it like is it all just projection or is it like why do these drugs do that i guess if you're not having a bad trip yeah i don't know you don't know you don't I, have all the answers i don't have the answer to that i i, I don't know I, trust i mean I, you know that's that's definitely where my mind goes afterwards you know or even during is like why is this happening and yeah you know is is it possible for this to happen without being on these drugs yeah. you know um I you know, I'm sure there are people out there who have who have the answers. I really don't though. And like what's what's most important to me is just that I have the experience and that it feels meaningful. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? And every everything past that, I, I, I I'm totally fascinated to know why this is. Yeah, but but who cares really? I, I mean I, I, oh, yeah, I okay. you know, I, I care, but but um but uh the fact that I don't know doesn't diminish my experience of it. Of though, course, you know what I yeah, mean? yeah. Did you ever do psychedelics with uh, with a girlfriend? Uh, or just yes, friend? yeah, yeah. I have. Was it as meaningful, less meaningful, just different? Like, had they never tried them before? Because yeah, I'm trying to think. Um, my boyfriend, I don't think has ever tried them, and I feel like, oh wait, maybe I'll crack them open and make him do this, and it'll shift him or something. But also, that's like a weird control thing. Uh, maybe oh, or, interesting. Yeah, I, <laughs> or have feeling like you need to make somebody have an experience, or that's not true. It doesn't have to be that way. It could be like, oh, yeah. want to try this new thing together? Yeah, I've certainly never forced anyone to do it. I, I remember I, I did. I dated someone. Oh, her? Just kidding. No, I don't no, know. No, no, <laughs> I'm, just, no, I, I'm just joking. I don't even know what you're talking about. Yeah, no, I, I, I remember. I, I remember doing it once with a girlfriend who had not done it before. Yeah, but was curious to do it. And are you talking about sex or psychedelics? What are you talking about? <laughs> no, I'm talking about psychedelics. Okay. Um, and we were in Joshua Tree. So dumb. Okay, yeah. Um, and she really enjoyed the experience, and it was really fun to watch her enjoy the experience. Oh, wow. That would be nice. Yeah. <laughs> I remember I, it, was, it, was kind of, it was a little bit like your experience at first where she took some, you know, she wasn't sure if she was feeling it. Um, we were again in Joshua Tree, uh, and I just remember this one, this moment where I was like, "Oh, there it goes." <laughs> where she, she was like, she was sitting outside on a bench. Yeah, I was inside, 
And I and I just looked I looked out there and she was just laughing hysterically on her own. Oh my god. And I could I could see like tears streaming down from from like laughter. Yeah. And and I was like, okay, cool. <laughs> it's like, all right. She's, oh my god. She's feeling it. And you know, that that was fun. I yeah, I and and we went on to have like a, a fun night of of just like, you know, mushroom tripping, you know. Mushroom like, tripping. Yeah. Um, um yeah, I've I've had I've had whenever I've done it with like a, a partner, I would say it's it's always been a, a pretty fun experience. None of my business. Feel free to tell me to you know mm-hmm. none of my business. But uh, I've never done mushrooms with anybody. Mm-hmm. Is it a sexual thing, or is it just like you're having you're on mushrooms, you're living your life, or can it be sexual? Or I, I think it. Yeah. <laughs> you're like, hey, it yeah. Can be sexual. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, mine was. Ah! No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I, it, uh, Maybe it was. I don't know. Uh, I, I've had it be both. Yeah, I've had it be both, and it's it doesn't it's okay. Whatever, however it is, I think it's okay. Yeah, I, <laughs> I, I, it's 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 a weird thing to like. <laughs> it's a it's a weird activity to engage in when you are you know like when half of it is like about. I mean, you know, like when you're doing mushrooms, you close your eyes. Oh yeah, and you see rocket ships or whatever. Oh yeah, <laughs> and so it's a it's when when you're engaged in like sexual activity and yeah. you close your eyes, it's like it's it's pretty interesting to see what just like oh you're having <laughs> sex like a dinosaur flies across the screen. Oh yeah, in your eye, you know, in your eyes. Oh, that's um, so true. Oh fuck, I'm forgetting now. <laughs> oh yeah, it's such a visual drug that you know I think when you know. When you put yourself in any situation, you're you're going to be seeing things that you maybe wouldn't have imagined, you know, and like, and it's so internal. That's what I forgot. I forgot how internal it is. It's very internal because I've said this before. I thought trying mushrooms was going to be like Austin Powers, like like I just thought it was going to be like wavy lines and like go go dancers. Right, right. And like I don't know. I just thought like I was going to see my eyes open. I was just going to everything was going to turn wavy and like be like a lava lamp or something. Yeah. But then I didn't realize like I would just be sitting on my couch with my eyes closed and like. That all the stuff would be going on in my head. Yeah, I mean, where else would be going anyway? But when, uh, when, when you closed your eyes, did you see things? Like yeah, was, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it wasn't so much like I wasn't like seeing things on like the mirror dripping right. off my face. Yeah, it was just like internal. Yeah, when, yeah. When I closed my eyes, and I microdosed LSD in Hawaii at the Ram Dass retreat. <laughs> what was I doing last year? This is exactly a year ago. Who was I? <laughs> wow. I mean, wow. and but I didn't really see anything. It wasn't so crazy. I think it was more like me trying to think something was going on. Right. It was really mellow, actually. It was more like just being like relaxed and just being like, I don't know, I'm trying to do a gesture that you guys can't see, whereas I'm like wiggling, but I don't know. <laughs> and and then, and then I'll throw it right back to you because I want to get back to the uh, to the Dave Lynch Foundation and okay. filling out these sheets because you know, uh, filling out that paperwork. But I had this one experience where I did two CB. I drove mm-hmm. up to Connecticut, I think, or somewhere mm-hmm. with this person I originally tried. Oh my God, we are podcasting. Uh, <laughs> I drove up to this house with the guy I originally did TMT with and we went to his family's house, I think in Connecticut, I can't remember. And we did, we did 2CB, which I don't, I don't, still don't really know what that is. That's like, uh, it's a furniture store, no? It's, is oh, that's it? CB2. Oh, Sorry. 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 <laughs> you still got it. <laughs> still got it, kid. <laughs> still got it. But uh, Kanye West does refer, refer to 2CB on his latest album. Oh, really? His own personal album. Oh. 
not one of the other mini albums that he made right. recently, but he said something about 2CB. So I was like, wow. So wait, what is okay, Anyway, I was like, well, I don't know what 2CB is, but I like did it and then it didn't work. But the guy I was with, he was like totally high. Right. And then he was like, well, you should, I mean, I'm not proud of this, but I'm, he was like, well, the 2CB didn't kick in. You should snort this uh, synthetic psilocybin like oh that he synthesized. I know I was on. You something. know all these words now. Oh my god! I know. <laughs> Why wouldn't I want to brag about it on my podcast with you? <laughs> oh god! So I snorted all this like you know psilocybin, and he did too. And he was like off his rocker, and he does drugs all the time for a living, like on Hamilton's pharmacopoeia. He's like that's all he does. Oh, okay. And he was out of his mind, just being like so high, and I was like. Yeah, I don't feel anything. And he went, oh my God, that's, he just thought that was insane. And then, uh, you know, I decided I was the Buddha because I was already there. Uh-huh. I was already enlightened and where I needed to be. The drugs couldn't take me there because I was already there. Right. That's why I had no effect on me. But I think it's very odd that it didn't like do anything to me. Anyway, you're at the David Lynch Foundation. <laughs> you're filling out the paperwork. They want to know if you had done any, uh, any drugs, right. hot or otherwise. Right. And you filled it out. What, yes. What'd you say? What'd you do next? We uh, hadn't done any drugs in a while, so that was good. So that, that meant I could just keep going. Alcohol counts or no? Were they like, do you have to not drink probably? I, I, think it, I think it does count. It's a long time ago now, but I, I think it does count. I think, I think they prefer that you not, for those days, drink. Do you drink often now? Not often. I, you know, I, I, uh, not out of any kind of... Rule, yeah, but I've I've just I've never had like a real taste for alcohol. Oh, really? I thought you liked wine and beers. Sure, and stuff. yeah. I, I, I'm not, it's, it's that's not alcohol. I don't like alcohol. That is alcohol. <laughs> no, I, right? That's alcohol. That is alcohol. <laughs> um, uh, I've just never been a big drinker. I guess, yeah, I guess you know. And do they um, not want you to be an antidepressants? I know I'm interrupting a lot, but that's a good question. I don't I know the if, answer to that. I wonder if that was part of this, if they're wondering that. But uh, have, you, have you ever been on antidepressants? Well, none of my I business. Have. You have? I have, yeah. For a short period of time, a long period of time? Um, there were two periods of time in my life where I took antidepressants. Really? Um, I mostly for anxiety. Oh, really? Yeah. Can I ask you what you took? You don't have to tell... I'm going to yeah, tell something. I, I don't think there's any shame in it. Uh, I took... The first time I took um, Lexapro. Okay. Uh, I think it was five milligrams, ten milligrams, something like that. Yeah, you know. Um, did you like it? Did it do anything? I did. I thought it, I thought it was incredibly helpful. Wow, great! For, you know, it was. I I was in. It was like a very busy period of my life, and I was all over the place, um, and I was having like heart palpitations and you know getting dizzy and stuff like that. Wow. I thought something was really wrong. From anxiety. Yeah, but I didn't know, you know, I, I was, it was at an age where it was like I had heard the word anxiety. Oh, yeah, it's not like in the culture now where it's like mental illness, anxiety. Yeah, like, like right, like it wasn't quite, yeah, exactly. It's not yeah. interesting how that happened, yeah. Yeah, and I, I think this is sort of the beginning of, of it being a little bit more sort of a trend, I guess, like a, a medical trend or mm-hmm. so. But uh, I, remember I I saw my, like, physician who asked me a long list of questions and, um, you know, just like, you know, how much do you sleep? You know, what's your diet like? Do you, you know, are you traveling a lot? Blah, blah, blah. And at the end of it all, he, he, he asked me just like, he's like, do you think it's possible you suffer from anxiety? And I was like, what's that? Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. I mean, wow. you know, like I, I was just like, anxiety is like, that's just like being anxious a lot. Right. Yeah. And he, he was like, eh, basically, yeah. 
uh, I was like, it's definitely possible. Yeah. You know? And so he, he just said, would you like to take something for that? Um, he was like, I think what's going on is you're having a physical reaction to, you know, you, the anxiety and stress that you're having. Like, I don't think it's anything worse than that. Um, and this will be good to kind of help retrain your body to react to stress. Oh, wow. Um, so I, so I gave it a shot cause I, I was, I was, you, you know, it's just like, you, you can try it. If you don't like it, you don't have to stay on it. Yeah. Um, so I stayed on it for, I think five or six months and it really helped with everything he said it would. It did it. Does it, um, wait, when did you notice it started to kick in and what were the effects? Did you like, how um, did you know it was working? When did it kick in and how did you know it was working? I would say by the end of the first week, I started to notice it. And um, mostly just like I noticed that things that I knew were stressful or that sort of like triggered anxiety still triggered anxiety, but my stomach didn't hurt. I wasn't getting... You know, I, I I wasn't feeling dizzy. I wasn't like my heart wasn't racing. You know, like that That's kind of thing. So fascinating, yeah. Um, and I started realizing, and and I remember thinking like, oh wow, this is a way better way to deal with the things that stress me out. It's not like the stresses go away, but but the the physical reaction to them did, and that was a much lovelier way to like to kind of go go through those moments. You know, and yeah. so. I stayed on it for five or six months, and then I eventually, it did make me, it sometimes made me kind of tired. And alcohol, did you drink any alcohol on it ever? I think I did. And that means you're not really supposed to. You're not supposed to. Yeah. Yeah. And I I think I did. And um, I just, I remember it did, it made me very tired Uh, at times. When you drank alcohol or just just the drug? Even without the alcohol, yeah. That's so interesting. I just started taking Zoloft, like 25 milligrams. Yeah. Because like I I'm a, I get in loop thinking, mm-hmm. I think the majority of my life I didn't realize because I didn't see the pattern or I wasn't right. like like I probably should have tried medication many many years mm-hmm. ago but I just didn't know to because I didn't anyway. But uh, I, I suffer from loop thinking, and I really didn't want to go on a medication because mm-hmm. I had the stigma attached to it and all this stuff. And then I started like Buddhist chanting, mm-hmm. like doing meditate, like chanting, and that was really helpful, but. It's just still like I thought this is just beyond me. Yeah, and and so I've only been on it for two weeks, and I was like, okay, I'll I won't stand it for three months. I just want to see what it does and give mm-hmm. it a real chance, three to six months or whatever. Yeah. See if it like I don't know if Lexapro does this, but like raises my serotonin or because mm. maybe my serotonin has, has been depleted from doing ecstasy in the past or from just having suffering from like a PTSD kind of childhood or whatever. Mm. But uh, I noticed for the first time while my thoughts still were. Spirally, mm-hmm. while I still like, while I still mentally went to a place of like, you know, what does that mean? Or like, or I've got to investigate this, or I'm bothered by something somebody did. Mm-hmm. The feeling, the physical feeling of yeah. dread, yeah, dread and anxious. And, and like, I try to explain this to people who don't understand, like my boyfriend or my mother. Like, mm-hmm. it's a physical yes. feeling. Like, right, I'm right now, I'm pointing to like whatever, like above my belly button, my solar plex, or mm-hmm. whatever. Yeah, like this fearful burning yeah. or like when I get angry this like entire physically thing of rage because I'm so sensitive or it's like I don't know what it's all attached to my childhood blah blah who cares it's so boring Yeah, but it's a physical thing mm-hmm. where I'd be like curled up in a ball in the fetal position and I wouldn't be able to do anything because right. I'd be so overcome with this like as opposed to like 
yeah, that really sucks and it's bothering me, but I just can't even care about this right now. <laughs> right. And like, I'm not feeling this pain. That's, yeah. It's interesting. That, that was huge for me is just not, is, is having something to take away the, the physical part of anxiety. Yeah. You know? I had no idea. Um, Cause then. I'm still me. Yeah. It's a shocker. Yeah. That's the thing is that you're still you, the, the stress is still the stress. You know what I mean? Um, it doesn't make things go away. Uh, you know what I mean? Wish it did. No, but, but, but it also makes you realize that like, okay, this is, this isn't, this is an issue, but it's, it's something totally survivable, (laughs) you know, whatever it is, something I can totally deal with. Um, and in doing so, I'll probably feel even better, you know? Um, so that that was the first time, and I like I, I came off of it about six months later, and because I wanted to see, like, I wonder if I can keep this up now without it, um, and if not, I, I would have been happy to go back on it. Um, but it seemed like the, the sort of retraining of the, the the physical part of things in my body had sort of like I had learned that lesson, yeah, and. Uh, so for several years, I, I just went without it. Um, but you know, I'd say like maybe four years later, the anxiety, the, the physicalization of everything started to like creep back in again. So then I, I went back and, um, at that point, Wellbutrin was the thing that everyone was sort of prescribing. Um, and that one I didn't love so much. Why? Because it, it had a sort of a speedier element to it. And so Ooh. it just made me, it actually made me feel more anxious and, instead of oh, less. Yeah. So I tried that and, I, and then I did, I did a combination of like Wellbutrin in the day and Lexapro at night. Oh, you wow. You know, like that kind of thing. Yeah. Um, I don't like it when doctors try to do that. They're like, we're leaving you on this cocktail of a whatever. Yeah. But somebody you just got to trust and surrender and you're like, all right. Yeah. Like yeah. Like I have a good physician. I, you know, I, I trust him. And so, yeah. I, and so I, I did that. None of it really worked. Oh, yeah. Um, and so... I, I was just trying to get back to, I don't know, some neutral point. Yeah. Uh, so I got off of everything. Um, you had to wean yourself off, right? You, you do, do have to wean yourself off. People yeah, need it's to very know that. Important. You can't just go off this stuff cold turkey or like no. make your own decisions. You got to do what the doctor tells you to, no. to get off of it. Yeah. And and in my experience, you should probably do as far as the weaning period goes. You should probably do two to three times longer than what the doctor recommends. Oh, really? Like like, like the <laughs> smallest dose? I mean, I'm no doctor. Long. I'm no doctor. Actually, there's um, a podcast called We're No Doctors. Oh, really? With like Steve Agee and Busy Phillips. Oh, yeah, really? Yeah. Anyway. But, uh, <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, just in, in my own personal experience, um, I realized that uh, I think I was given like a two-week period or something like that to wean myself off. And really, it probably should have been more like a four, four to six-week yeah, you know, of just smaller and smaller and smaller and smaller. It's so um, funny because I'm on the smallest dose. So I would, I wonder like how I would wean myself off. It it may not be, it may not be an issue. I I am not sure. I want to fucking up it. I want to know what happens <laughs> next. Um, <laughs> I've only been on it for two weeks. So I don't know when to up it. And then I get well. And then I guess to bring it all back to to the David Lynch Foundation. David Lynch Foundation. You're weaned off the stuff. Yeah. You're loop thinking again. Yeah. Your friend with the magical book. And I, I started noticing, even before I went to the David Lynch Foundation, in, in the year where I was sort of, you know, experimenting with like guided meditation and breathing meditation, that the feeling of calm I got from 
Lexapro all those years ago was a very similar type of calm to what I was feeling after 15 or 20 minutes of meditation. Oh, isn't it nice to know both? So now you yes. can say that. Because right I could now. identify like, oh, this is, this is that really good thing. That, yeah. <laughs> you know that. Um, so, yeah. And any, so in any event, you know, it, it just made me feel like, oh, this is, a, this is probably a really good thing to keep up with and a really good thing to like make, you know, like, like brushing your teeth, like, you know, just like meditate. Uh, b- before I went to the David Lynch Foundation, I did once a day. In the morning? Yeah, usually in the morning. Um, the way transcendental meditation works is um, you do two 20-minute periods twice a day. And how, okay, so you That go, was a little redundant. You do? No, that's great. Two 20-minute <laughs> yeah. sessions. Yeah, two 20-minute sessions a day. Yeah. Um, and I and I find that e- even to this day, I mean, five, six, seven years later, wow, it it still has that calming effect, and and that, um, you know, I, I tend to I I know when I need it. You do. I, I start, yeah, you know, because it's just like those those ways of thinking, those ways of feeling. You can sort of start to feel them faintly in a day, you know, because I'll usually wake up and do it right when I wake up. Yeah. Uh, and then it's sort of recommended that six or seven hours later you do it again, you know. Now, you go in, you fill out this paperwork. Yeah. You're first, you walk into a room, mm-hmm. like walk me through, like, and what happened? Uh, so I was assigned an instructor, a very nice guy. Yeah. Um, and... You'll have to forgive me because this was kind of a long time ago. Yeah. Like the what, what I remember of it is, is I was assigned assigned as an instructor. He took me into a room, um, and he kind of had me do like short meditative exercises, um, where he would sort of like have you close your eyes, and then um, I think it was like you close your eyes and like breathe, you know, and do that for just for a couple of minutes and you have you open the eyes and stuff like that. Um, and breathe. And then you stop. Breathing. And okay. No, I, I, no, I, but I mean like, oh, do you do the exercise with your eyes oh, open Oh, with your also? eyes open. No, no. Okay. Yeah. Usually every, everything is done with, with the eyes closed. Okay. Um, and he'd sort of walk you through some of the more um, like asked questions, I think. Like the one we were talking about earlier, where he was just like, it's okay to have thoughts. You know, like this isn't about, uh, this isn't really about clearing your mind. It's not what this exercise is about. Um, and it's, um, at the most, it's, it's maybe hopefully quieting it, you know? Um, and they give some really good, uh, what's the word? Metaphors? Yeah, I guess good metaphors, yeah. For like things to kind of like think about um, as far as how the experience could maybe feel for you, you know? One of them is that you are, imagine you are, you've gone underwater, you know, and the deeper down you go, the more quiet it gets. And the calmer it gets, like, a, you know, like on, on the top is like where the waves are and 
that's where it's sort of like busiest. Yeah. And then the further down you go, it's it's sort of like that's the quieter place and that's sort of like the meditative state you want to hopefully try to achieve. You know, because the the more you can sort of um I don't know, calm your brain down uh and the more stress you can kind of leave on top of the water the the more you can not only feel calm but also have the space to think you know when in in your in the in in your non meditative moments yeah um and another thing that he said that i that i found incredibly helpful was that what the the 20 minutes that you're meditating they can be busy they can be active in your mind you know um as long as as long as you're attempting to kind of go back to uh, the mantra, which I'll get to, but you know the thing that you sort of think in your mind over and over. Um, uh, you know, those twenty minutes are really to help ensure that your next six or seven hours are the you know your waking moments are 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 solid, you know, and yeah. are productive. And um, and are calm. Oh God, yeah. You know, and so he was just like, you know, if if you have every every time you do this, it'll it will be different, and that's okay. And sometimes it'll be busier. Other times it'll be really quiet. Sometimes you might fall asleep. You know, um, and that's all okay. It's all okay. That's all part of meditation. You know, and and the hope is is that. What it's doing is sort of clearing out space for the waking moments, and I, you know, again, I thought I, that was like a very helpful thing I think to learn and think about when doing this because, again, I think a lot of a lot of the hang up that people get is just sort of like, oh God, I couldn't shut my brain off while I was doing it, you know. I'm doing it wrong. I'm doing and, it. and I'm doing it wrong. Yeah. You know, and I think there's there's really. There are there's like one or two very simple rules of the whole thing, and then everything else is kind of like fair game as far as like when you're doing it. You know, and I think I think the only the only thing it really asks of you is to eventually return back to the mantra once you've caught yourself. You know, yeah. In in the in whatever thought you're having, uh, and that seemed like really low stress, really low stakes. You yeah. know, to me, I was like. I can do this. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, like this is good. And this, like, I, he's just like, you should just never feel bad about yourself when you do this. Like you shouldn't wake, you know, you shouldn't come back from it and be like, Oh, like frustrated because you couldn't shut your mind off or something yeah. like that, you know? Um, and sort of explaining also that like those things that that's really just your body releasing stress of the day, you know? Yeah. Uh, and that's okay. That's what you want to have happen. So that you're not carrying it around for the next several hours, um, and then at the very end of it all, there's like a little ceremony that you do with your instructor. And if I remember correctly, I think some incense got lit. It did. I think some bells got rung. <laughs> I may be making this all up now. No, Again, you're not. this is like so long ago. But uh, what kind of incense? No, keep going. Sorry. <laughs> I can't remember. Not but, um, but yeah, I feel like a candle got lit or something got lit, and and just you or there other people in the room. This was just me and my instructor. Oh my god! Yeah, it was really nice, and um, and he said, you know, sometimes I like to when I first begin to meditate, 
with a mantra is to like sing it in my mind, you know, because you don't say it, you you like um, you like repeat it in your mind. Uh, and so he lit a couple candles, lit some incense, rang a bell or two, gave me my mantra, which I can't tell you. I don't. I would never ask. Yeah. But when he gives you a, a mantra. Does he tell it to you, or does he write it on a piece of paper and gives it to he... you? That's such a good question. I wish I could remember the what? answer. You can't remember your mantra moment? I. It's crazy, but I think he may have written it. Okay. I think he may have written it, and then I looked at it, and then... You eat it. And I think he may... <laughs> and then I ate it. Yeah. <laughs> you better get it on a piece of paper. You don't want to forget that. But okay, so maybe... Oh, yeah. Keep going. Oh, uh, God, I'm totally disappointing you. No, you're not. And myself. No. no I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, th- I think maybe he wrote it down. And then I, I and then if I may be making this up too, but I think he also said if you if you're not sure of the pronunciation, you can ask me and I can tell you. And and I think I think I then did ask him so that I definitely knew what it was. So he must write it down. Because if you said it, you would have heard the pronunciation. Yes, unless I'm making all of this up. No, but I, but I don't I, think you are. Yeah. Or even if you are, I'm it's surrendering an awesome to story. it. Awesome story. I love it, yeah. <laughs> so he writes it down, gives it to you. Mm-hmm. So if you need the pronunciation, and I'm not asking what it is, but mm-hmm. I have Googled like, because I've been like, oh, the, the poor man's uh, transcendental meditation. I'm going to Google like mantras and mm-hmm. like, what can you, maybe I'll just choose my own and just do it on my own, even right. though it's... Uh, but is it just a sound or is it a specific, like a word that exists in the dictionary or is it just like a phonetically... Yeah, I, I don't think I'm revealing anything I'm not supposed to. I think it's it's like some type of ancient Sanskrit. Oh, interesting. Oh, yeah, I've, I've, I've read that on Google, so yeah, you weren't yeah. giving anything away. Um, ancient Sanskrit. Um, to me, it's... Uh, I guess I would describe it as... Um, well, they're they're. Hmm. I mean, they are they are words, but you know, I, I they could it, they double as sounds. Yeah, I think you know, like yeah. um, yeah, they're they're they're. Just, just tell me what you're. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah, <laughs> just, no, just I don't, I don't, I'm no, trying I'm to think kidding. of a way to describe it, but yeah, I I mean it's. But it's a Sanskrit word. Yeah, I that, believe so. That yeah. we're not really familiar with because we never right. would use it. Why would we? So to us, it's like a sound. Just right. as like to somebody else who uh, doesn't speak English. Someone might another know culture. This, yeah, they might think the word think, think, yeah. think, 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 think is a sound. Sure, because it is a sound. It's sure. a sound when you say it. Yeah, uh, yeah. So yeah, but it is the way I understood was that these this was some sort of ancient Sanskrit word how or words. He, how do they make the decision like? That you well, get that's, this word. That's like I know. That's I, I'm. I'm still a little unclear about that. But I, that part of the like two days before the third day when they give you the mantra, and I, I, I can't remember if I said like, and they give you a mantra. But if I didn't say that, they give you a mantra. Yeah. Um. And, but the two days prior, you, they're getting to know you and what you do and what you're interested in. Oh, they talk to you. It's like therapy a little bit? Yeah, oh. it's a little bit like therapy. And, you know, they knew I, like, worked in, like, a creative field and all that stuff. And um, and so, I, I again, I, I think he told me that, like, this one, this particular word sort of comes from, like, a, a creative place. <laughs> is it like you're conjuring the energy of like a creative god or something in a, in a way or is that totally mm. off? 
That's not how I understand it. Well, that's what I'm here to tell you. <laughs> <laughs> um, that, that's you haven't known. I, that's not how I understand because I think I don't think there's. I think there may be a point that it shouldn't have that kind of meaning attached to it Got in it. a way. Yeah, I could be wrong about that again, um, but uh, but that kind of goes against what I'm saying. Which is that they do talk to you and figure out sort of like what you're all about, and yeah. then and then I they pick from a list of mantras, and I, I I think he told me that this comes from like you know the list of creative yeah mantras. Now, do you did you ever go back? Are you allowed to go back and meditate there? Or yeah, how does that work? yeah. Um, Once you're in, you're in. Yes, although I I haven't gone back much. I have gone back a couple of times for like. You know, like tune-up sessions, basically. That's nice. The reason why I haven't been back so much lately is because the guy that I was going back to um, went to the New York branch. Oh, okay. Um, you were going to say he died, and I was no, like, this is no. a much better outcome. He's there, and you know, whenever I go to New York, sometimes I think about I, I should call him and like maybe go in and um, but and there you definitely, I definitely can go back, and there there's other really great people there, and um. I have gone back once or twice and met with other people who weren't him um, to to just sort of you know to kind of like just talk about how it's been going and yeah and then you and then you meditate there and it's it's really nice is uh do you have to pay or no the not for the not, tune up not for the tune up yeah oh that's nice yeah and you could go whenever you want if you, you could go every day if you wanted I, to I right? think I could but you don't. I don't. I, you know, one thing I don't do much of is like group meditation, which which I'm told is like powerful. Uh, what's that? It's powerful. Powerful. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm told that's like you know a very good way to to meditate. Um, but I tend to do it on my own. Yeah, I like it on my own too. I feel like yeah. I don't know. I might feel self conscious. Oh, I have done the Buddhist chanting with other people, and I've gone to like a Buddhist temple. Oh, that's cool to do that. But with that, you like it's like you sing the mantra. And you leave your eyes open. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I like that because I like the vibration of it in my body. Yeah. Like singing, it's like nam myoho renge kyo over and over and over. Or it's like on a uh, loop right. and it's just like your eyes are open. You don't even have time to think because you're like right. saying it over and over again. Yeah. And then when you're doing it with other people, it's like you can harmonize or you like. Well, that's or, really nice. Yeah. Or like, or, and maybe you pop out and you won't even know how to jump back in because it's like now it's on such a loop that you're like, yeah. it doesn't even sound like what the words sound like before when yeah. you're just saying them slowly phonetically and yeah, you say it like three times slow or something and then, then you start, I don't know, I don't know. Anyway. Yeah, I mean, I think all, uh, all of these variations on this theme, I think, work well. Yeah. You know, and um, I, I don't think it has to be one or the other, one or the other well, yeah, necessarily. Like a- you know, I think, it, I think it's like, what what feels good to you? It's you like know? calming your mind, getting mm-hmm. control of your mind. It's interesting though. I kind of like thinking of like the fact that I'm taking Zoloft is like not taking it so seriously and just well, I'm taking it seriously, but mm-hmm. but making it like oh, it's a social. I'm, I'm doing an experiment mm-hmm. or however I have to frame it, but it's like I'm having this experience. I've done enough unregulated drugs, <laughs> right, right? Right. So right. I'm trying this out. Going to see what it's like. If I go off it, I go off it. But it's nice to know that like there, yeah, there are all these techniques and stuff like that. But uh. It seems like the meditation, it, you have to be disciplined because it's, it's not as easy as just popping a pill. You really have to make the time in the morning and well, night, which I, is, I think is great. I wish I, 
I think you I have like to be both. disciplined, uh, but but also I think you have to just kind of desire it, yeah, you know, a little bit. Like it, it's, it's too painful the other ways. Yeah, that's that's the, the thing. Is like the alternative is like internal suffering. Is kind of gnarly, you yeah. know. So for me, it, it's never been that hard of a thing to get myself to do because yeah. it's just like this. This is this is only going to be helpful. Yeah, <laughs> you know, totally. Um, so I, I I don't think of it so much as. Um, a, a disciplined thing, yeah. As much as like, well, it's it's it sounds too scary to say like it's a survival thing or something like that. It is know? a survival but, thing, yeah. But it's but it's I, I think of it more on uh, like on those terms than yeah. than on like uh, must do yeah terms. You know. Oh my god. <laughs> What do you do? Okay, so we we can check that off the list. Uh, really covered that. Meditation. Nailed it. <laughs> oh my god! What are you doing for Thanksgiving? <laughs> Great segue. I, I'll just uh, I'll just be in LA. You know, I really? I like to I like to get my Thanksgivings catered by Jones on Third. You do? I do indeed. Oh my god! I do indeed. I've done that like the last few years now. How does that work? You just order the Thanksgiving meal and they just bring it over? You have to pick it up. Oh, okay. All you right. You have to pick it up, but. Uh, <laughs> But yeah, you just order it all online. It's like delicious. It is. Yeah, and yeah, like I'm all for like a home cook. Whatever, who cares? But yeah. you know what? Um, I I actually the meal itself I'm a fan of. Yeah, I like that meal. Um, and I know that I would not prepare it well. We're talking mashed potatoes. We're, we're talking turkey. We're talking turkey. We're talking gravy. <laughs> we're talking cranberry sauce. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, and I just don't I don't trust myself to to prepare it in a way that I'm going to really enjoy it. Yeah. But I don't like to miss that meal though. Yeah, yeah. you don't. Nobody wants to miss that meal. Yeah. Uh. <laughs> so I get it from Jones on Third. That's incredible. I'm going to New York on Thanksgiving. Are you uh, traveling on Thanksgiving? Traveling on Thanksgiving. Interesting. Arrive in New York uh, with the boyfriend Ooh. at like three thirty. Very nice. Then I made a reservation at a restaurant. Nice. We're going to go to this restaurant called Augustine. Lovely. I don't know. Somebody recommended it. I'm going to go there, live our lives. Because I don't really care that much about Thanksgiving, mm-hmm. but I definitely want to be eating a meal on Thanksgiving. I don't know if they That's have That's how it. I feel about it, too. Yeah. yeah. I, I don't know if they have a Thanksgiving meal. I don't know what's going to happen. But as long as I'm at a cozy, fancy, cute, not even fancy, cozy, <laughs> lovely restaurant. Right. Great. And then, uh, yeah. Why, why New York? My boyfriend just wanted to go. He just wanted to go. He wanted he's, to go. He's not from there. Right? He's not from there. Okay. He's British. He's but he lives here. Gotcha. And so he just wanted to go there, and That's I was nice. like, "Yeah, let's do it." We I just, love that both, idea. Yeah, and so both of us don't really care that much about Thanksgiving. So we're like, we're going to be traveling on Thanksgiving Day. That's our Thanksgiving. Like, I don't oh, know. That's yeah. nice. I imagine traveling on Thanksgiving is probably pretty chill. I think it will be too. Yeah. Because everybody would have done it the day before. Yes. Or whatever. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So we're going to do that. That's nice. And then you'll be in New York. Going to be in New York, living New life. New York City. What should I do in New York? Go see a Broadway show. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> Which one? Gosh, I you know what? <laughs> I don't know what's on right now. You know, I did um, Sleep No More. Oh, Have is you, that still happening? Yeah. yeah well, I don't I know. I feel like it's so Halloweeny. Sleep No More. No, it's so scary. Isn't it so scary? No, Sleep No More is. It's like a. Um, it's like a experimental, immersive version of Macbeth. It's so scary. It's it's not scary. It's but like it's like they separate you from who you're with, and you're like, hey, wait. That can happen. Oh God, yeah. Um, it's an interesting experience. It's an interesting experience, but actually, 
Don't don't not on Thanksgiving. Though. Okay, like, <laughs> I, I think We're like be there um, for like five or six days. Yeah, I would just go see some like traditional. You know what? I would go see like if like anything goes is playing. Yeah, I would go see just like a something, good old fashioned Broadway musical. Something cozy. Yeah, yeah. guys and dolls. I guys don't know if that's dolls. on. Um, and then I'm gonna go. What are you doing for Christmas? Christmas. Uh, Do you get a tree? I'll be here too. I you know I've gotten trees in the past. Yeah. Um, Such a hat. You don't when you don't have kids. It just seems like yeah. It seems lazy. It I mean, like I, I like to. the. I think. I think the tree is stylistically a good move. Mm-hmm. You know, just like no matter what your denomination. Yeah. You know what I mean? I think if you get the Charlie Brown lights. Oh, what are those? The like colorful ones. Yeah, the colorful like big bulb oh ones. Oh my god, you know? bold. Yeah. Yeah. Like you just get those like old fashioned ones, and uh, because the pine smells good, it smells so good, you know. And you just put some lights up on there. I, I feel like I just from an interior design like perspective, I, yeah. it's like it looks good. See, I like the other lights. I like the little like fairy lights, the white ones. And that's what you should. do. That's what I'm gonna do. Yeah. That's one time I did just a, just just the white lights, mm-hmm. and then a big bow on the top. Yeah. A big red bow. And yeah. I thought, simple, chic, right. effortlessly chic. Right. I don't care, but I do care. Right, right. <laughs> um, yeah. yeah. I mean, I, I don't know if me having a Christmas tree is like, you know, controversial. And, and like, you know, because like, you know, I'm Jewish. Yeah, I'm half <laughs> Jewish. but Yeah, you know. But but I just I just think from a pure aesthetics point of view, yeah. it, just, it just looks good. Do you have any animals? I do. You have a dog? I have a dog. What kind of dog? Uh, he's half Bichon, half Papillon. Oh, wait. Is this a shared dog with the ex? It is. Oh, God. You it are is. my nightmare. Why? Because you share a dog with the oh, ex. Oh, You're in a band with the ex. <laughs> right. This is too much. Yeah. Well, you know what? It's fine. It is fine. You're like, how <laughs> dare you, Lexi? Don't, don't judge my life, my adorable dog. No, it's, it's yeah, it's totally fine. Um, but his name is Washington. Oh, really? Yeah. He's very sweet. And um, he's going to be 11 in January. Oh, my God, 11? Mm-hmm. But you've not had him for 11 years. No, I've had him for about four years. Yeah. Um, and, uh, yeah, he's he's been a wonderful addition to my life. And I, it's funny because now, now, you know, I live in Silver Lake, so I, I go to the Silver Lake Dog Park. Oh, yeah. Which is like a whole... Scene. It's a whole scene. Yeah. It's a whole thing. That's you a know? great pickup place, I bet. Or yeah, I, I like... I heard um, someone told me yesterday, a friend of mine who goes to the dog park, that Angelina Jolie was at our dog park. Oh my yeah. God. I mean, I don't know. I'm not sure if it's cool to be saying these things. Or I not. think it's the coolest. But like, and uh, apparently one of her kids was selling homemade organic dog treats at the dog park. Is this a lie? I'm also told that John Mulaney goes to my dog park. John Mulaney? The comedian? Oh. Oh, Angelina Jolie's much more exciting. Okay, well, I I think I, I might no be a disrespect. little more excited about Tamalini. Oh my god, but what is Angelina? I'm such a fan. I mean, he's great. Yeah, but what is she doing there? Does she you want to talk about Angelina Jolie? I do. Okay, okay. But is your friend not lying? Um, I don't think she's lying. I she's don't think not she's lying. lying. Um, and apparently. Angelina Jolie really liked my friend's dog. And now here's what here's where I can't tell what? if truth is getting skewed, distorted. Okay. 
But the the information I was getting from her was that Angelina Jolie wanted to buy her dog. Oh, wow. But I can't believe anyone would go into a dog park and try to buy someone's dog off of them. I was going to make some weird joke about something. Never mind. It's not politically correct. (laughs) It's going to... Never mind. Something about... I forget it. Um, When the mics are off. Okay. (laughs) When the mics are off. But, uh, yeah... But no, it's it's the the dog park is like it's funny. I she should sell her dog. Hmm? Yeah, she should she should sell her dog. How much did she offer? I don't know. That that's the thing is I was like, did she really offer to buy your dog or are you kind of stretching it? Like I, I could I could see where like Angelina Jolie was like I totally taken dog. by her dog yeah. and playing with her dog and being like, Oh my god, I wish this was my dog. Yeah. But did she actually offer to buy your dog? Because she knows people are gonna be telling other people like, Oh my god, Angelina Jolie just offered to buy my dog. I mean she knows everyone in that dog park goes on podcasts. Yeah. You know she knows and, and exactly. tells exactly and tells these stories. I mean they all have their own podcast. <laughs> Angelina Jolie even starting her own podcast. She is? I'm no I'm just kidding. I'm just okay. uh, anyway but uh, how much would you sell your dog for? If Angelina Jolie made you an offer and you love your dog, Look, how much would it take for you to sell not, a dog? There's always a price. Okay. There is no <laughs> amount of money in the world. I, I really don't think there is. Mine's just five grand. That's it? No. I don't even Wait, have, you don't have a dog, do you? I don't. Okay. Thank God. I don't have a dog. <laughs> but somebody told me, oh yeah, Adam Goldberg was on the podcast and he was telling me, oh God, maybe, maybe I don't know if I was going to bleep this out or he said it. On the show, though, mm-hmm. I think I'm going to release this one before that one because this is a two-parter. Okay. Uh, so you're forecasting now. I'm forecasting. Yeah. I'm forecasting. Thank you. Yeah. Oh, you're a pro. Are you a podcast pro? <laughs> How many podcasts have <laughs> you been on? I dabble. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> my God. I couldn't open my mouth any further. I was laughing so hard. That silent laugh with my mouth extended. Anyway, um, he dated a girl, mm-hmm. Christina for a long time, mm-hmm. but when he first met her, mm-hmm. she was in his movie, and she came to set, and she went, oh, I just did the worst thing. I had this dog with my boyfriend, and like we just broke up, and I think I did something really horrible. I just brought the dog to the pound. Wait, what? She didn't find a home for the dog. Oh. She brought the dog to the pound. Okay. And the pound is when, and this is like, is this slander? I that don't know. That is not slander. Yeah, I don't know. That's that's harsh though, because you know they put the, they put dogs and cats to sleep. That's a little harsh. Sleep. I mean, I, there may be that's lazy. That promise that they don't do that, but I, I, I don't, don't know. know. Anyway, I don't. I don't, know. don't even talk. That's too negative. None of my business. None of my business. <laughs> I like Christina Ricci a lot. Adam said it on the podcast. Yeah, I don't know. Anyway, <laughs> listen. Where do we go from here? Right? <laughs> What's next? What Are what you? Else? What, <laughs> <laughs> what else do you want to know? <laughs> oh God! Well, how did I meet you? I met you, I remember when I met you. 30 years ago. At least 30 we years ago. We met 30 years ago. Yeah. <laughs> Just kidding. No, I, you, know, you know where I met you? Safari Sam? Yes. Tell us, take it away. Yeah. So when I first moved to LA, I, I, I don't think I'd been living in LA for more than like two or three years. Yeah. Um, but uh, I was friends with Brooke Dullian. Dullian? Dullian. Is it Dullian? Is it Dullian? <laughs> oh, God. Clearly, I, I wasn't that good of friends I'm with her. I'm not editing that out. <laughs> she just called me. She her ears are burning. Is it Dulian? It's Dulian. I, all these years, I thought it was Dulian. Well, that's because you think she's boring. No, because it's D U L. I'm just making a joke. It sounds like <laughs> dull. Anyway, really dumb. Oh my god. Um, okay. Ugh. But anyways, I I was friends with Brooke Dulian. Mm-hmm. Good. Because she had worked on the very first OK Go video. She did for what song? 
song called Get Over It. Okay. Um, and she was incredibly nice and sweet to me when I moved to L.A. Yeah. and would invite me to things. And she was DJing at Safari Sam's. And that was like Frankie Chan's club? It was Frankie Chan's night. And Brooke's night. They both and had a Brooke's night. night. Oh, my God. It was called Check Your Ponytail. Check Yo Ponytail. It was called check, check Yo Check pon- Yo Ponytail. <laughs> yeah. I love it, Brooke. I know you're listening. This is too much. I love it. <laughs> Are you laughing? <laughs> and Brooke asked if I would like to come and play some records with her, which was very nice of her. Yeah. Because um, I had secretly really wanted to like, you know, DJ and stuff like that. You did? And you hadn't, you hadn't DJed yet? I never DJed in my life. No. In my life. Oh, my God. I mean, past, like, you know, being on tour with the band and, like, Playing taking the iPod and, you know. The iPod? What's an iPod? Well, that, yeah, that long ago we, <laughs> we toured. Um, wow. Oh, my. And you had, but you ended up becoming such a great DJ. And we'll go back to the Check Your Ponytail story. Uh, oh, thank uh, you. But you, you, you're such a great DJ. And you taught Mia Moretti how to DJ, right? Oh, I did. I didn't teach yes, me how to DJ. I, I you improved her DJing. She's an amazing DJ. Yeah, and uh, she was friends with another mutual acquaintance, Miles Hendrick. Okay, who's also an amazing DJ. A great DJ. Um, and I will say this: I I remember the three of us would DJ together, and that was in I that was in the very beginning of her career. Yeah. And so I think she was learning how to DJ at that point. I did not teach oh, Mia a I single thought, thing. Okay, never mind. Take that. Oh my God, strike that um, from the record. I apologize. I just oh, I, no, no, I, I, no. I thought I thought wow, like Tim like taught her how to DJ, and then look, she just flourished. I couldn't believe. It. So oh, yeah, gosh, maybe I mean, it, no, no, you just no, taught no. her a little bit of so some stuff. You give her some a tune up, a tune we, up. We were together. Got doing, it. Got it. We okay. Were, you know, I, I would go and then she would go. I wasn't trying to be disrespectful. I was just trying no, to no. remember the story correctly. I'm just a person living my life. No, and she's she's straight. amazing. She's incredible. She's an incredible DJ. Um, and it was it's been a lot of fun actually to like remember her in those early days to see yeah. what she's gone and done. It's it's incredible. Are you still friends with Miles? I'm still friends with Miles. You are? How often do you see him? I, I you know, I, I think I probably see him at least once a month. Yeah. You know, and we, we talk more than that. But, yeah. Uh, wow. He's he's just a lovely man. Is he doing great? He's great. Oh, my God. He's great. He's wonderful and still a fantastic DJ. Oh, is he? Oh, yeah, no, my and, 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 and a just lovely person. He's a lovely person. Yeah. He's like a consistent, loyal, good person. Yes. I met him so young that, like, and I... I don't know, maybe when I was 21 when I first started oh, dating wow. Chris yeah. a long time ago, who was from Australia, and then he became from Miles. And I just I was like, who is this guy? He was almost so nice, I didn't trust it. Oh, really? I think at the time, because I was just so like, everybody's sinister and weird. Yeah, anyway. Yeah, I think, like, I think he actually, he, he, I don't think it, I know. He, he actually is that nice. He's like, so nice, yeah. it's like crazy. Yeah. Yeah. But so. But, okay, so Safari Sam. Check your ponytail. Check yeah. your ponytail. Okay. I, I DJed with Brooke, and I remember I remember you because you were also incredibly nice to me. I and was? Yeah, you were very nice. And, like, you came up. You didn't know me from any anyone, and I, and I just remember you just came up and talked to me, which was so nice because uh, I just, I was fairly new to town, and... Still to this day, like actually, kind of shy in social situations, you know. You are kind of. I mean, I once once we get going, I'm fine. Yeah. You know what I mean. But like, I, I am a little bit shy. It, it's you know, it just stems from childhood and all of that. But uh, 
And I was just really thankful that you just came up and started talking, you know. And I was like, I was like, I like this person. I was like, I don't know this person, but I like this person. Oh my god! And you, you were so nice to me, and uh, and and you talked to me for like way longer than you had to. Oh my god! <laughs> and um, yeah, and I, I and I just I I don't think I don't think we became like friend friends until much long like a much longer time period after that. But yeah. Uh, but that's I, I do remember that's that's when we met. That's so funny because I remember like I think I was shy, but trying to not be shy. Mm-hmm. But I've always loved having intense conversations mm-hmm. with like one person and being right. like, I'm gonna wring them dry about who they are. I want to know everything, <laughs> yeah. or like let's get into a thing, and because that was cozy for me. And yeah, and yeah, I think I just thought you were interesting and you're DJing and who's this cool DJ person? I'm trying to remember it was so long ago. Like, yeah, it was a long time ago. But but I do remember. Even though I can't quite remember the the content of the conversation that well anymore, but that that I do remember it seeming meaningful and like and like you had actually asked me things about myself, you know, and uh, and and I felt which made me feel comfortable asking things about you, you know. Um, I do remember you telling me you were twenty one and engaged. My God, really? I, I remember that. I remember thinking, like, "Wow, that is so young to be." I was like, I actually thought, like, that's just so mature. <laughs> you know, Wait, it's like really, yeah, kind of. Because I, I was just like, "Who? Wow, who gets like who gets engaged at twenty one? That's crazy." Oh my God, I was just so in love. Yeah, and he asked. Yeah, oh, no, no. I, I, I remember. I remember thinking, like, "Wow, that's that must be really nice for her." <laughs> then you find out it's like a, the most toxic toxic relationship in the world. Was it? I mean, I think okay. so. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it was great. Yeah. If he's listening, it was great, and then it was not great sometimes. Okay. It was a young, youthful, oh. hormonal relationship. Sure. Which happens when it you're happens. young and hormonal. It happens. Um, it was a learning experience. It was definitely a learning experience. Yeah. Um, but yeah, but in any event, that's, I, I remember, I remember that much about the conversation and, uh, and I don't really, I'm not sure when we then again met back up as, as friends, but I know, I know we started like hanging out more. I remember when we were talking the first time we met, I think I like, I had this whole other idea of you. Yeah. And I remember there were moments like of the conversation where I was like, Oh, like, so, cause I was like probably trying to be cool in front, like I was cool or mm-hmm. something. And then like, and then, you know, you told me you're in a band and I was like, so I had this whole idea of you all oh, band guy. Cause I think right. I was in a relationship with the band guy and he was out of town a lot. So I think I was like lonely and right. wanted to be doing things. And, and I guess I had, it's so weird. Anyway, never mind. That's a weird tangent. I'm going to keep inside my brain anyway. Um, but I remember being like, Oh, so like something about groupies and, and all this stuff and like how you're like a bad boy. Right. And I remember right. you were I think this was that night, it must have been. We're like sitting next to the DJ area, I yeah. think. Yeah. Uh and you you were like, Who do you think you're talking yeah. to? Like you're like, who's that guy? That's not me. Like, what are you talking about? I'm, I'm sure that was my reaction to it. Because I was like, oh, it must be crazy on the road. Like, how many groupies did you be? I don't know. I don't, I know. I'm sure I did I, not say I that. I was like, but. we read the New York Times and <laughs> like before we go on, like, ah! you know, like. <laughs> We're playing Scrabble. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We're like going over like dance moves. <laughs> oh <my laughs> you know? God. Like, I, and I was like, oh, you know, whatever. I don't know. But I just remember 
And yeah. I think I still do that to this day sometimes. Like if, I, if I'm in a relationship with someone, yeah. I'll like project this idea of like the sinister, like bad boy vibe on them. Right. And this will happen even with my boyfriend sometimes uh, from when we started dating till, you know, maybe even a few hours ago or whatever, where, where I'll, <laughs> I'll be like, oh, like you just, you know, you want me to, you want me gone or like, or you must've been like, whatever, any, whatever. Yeah. Anyway, so some kind of negative thing. And, and there, and he's like, I don't know who you're talking to right. or about, but right. that's not me. Like that's funny because I oh I met him on Tinder. I had never been on Tinder before, and I decided yeah. I'm going to go on Tinder. I did all this self help stuff, yeah, and it said like go on Tinder and give it a go. And I was like, okay, well I've tried Raya, this bullshit dating app. It's ridiculous. Okay. I'm going to try to go on the on Tinder and see what that's like, and really commit to it, but only go on a date in real life with. Uh, with somebody I like am excited about in yeah. a real way, not just play a numbers game. Have you been on a dating app before? I never have. Never have. It's like yeah. there's a stigma attached. Like, there's so many stigmas attached to so many things, whether it's meditation, uh, antidepressants, sure, sure, sure. like Tinder yeah. or whatever. I was like, fuck it. So, uh, wait, where am I even going with this? Oh, so I remember saying to him, because uh, he had been on Tinder before he had, mm-hmm. in his life, and I went, oh, yeah, so you're like the Tinder expert. And he goes, well, if I was an expert, I wouldn't be on Tinder anymore, which means like his goal was to be in a relationship Uh, or to like meet someone and no longer have to be on Tinder. I see. And I thought, what a weird thing to say. (laughs) Because I always just thought all men are just constantly just wanting to be on the prowl and like, like, you know, meet a girl and you just never settle down and aren't in the hopes of actually meeting someone they like enough to to stick with. Right. So anyway, that was like my initial... Is any of this making sense? My projection. Yeah, that, like, that, that makes sense. And that that's... That's who I'm still with today. That's who you're with. Yeah, right? my, first, my first and last Tinder date. Yeah. Wow. But... Uh, I'm glad. I mean, it sounds like it's going well. It is going well. It's interesting. It's like he's not into meditation or like uh-huh. psychedelics. Really. I mean, he's done drugs before or whatever, but like uh, he's not... We're very different, but we're really, yeah. really similar also. Yeah. But it's funny because what I strive for, like in my overactive brain and trying to be calm and not be anxious and whatever... Mm-hmm. I'm trying to do all these things and the antidepressants and he doesn't really like the idea of antidepressants at all. He was like, when I mentioned I was going to start taking them, he was like, he was like, uh, he just had pushback or whatever. Mm, okay. And I was like, how dare you? He's like, you're not allowed to like in this time, you're not allowed to tell anybody. It's my personal thing anyway. Right. But he had an honest reaction to it, whatever. Uh-huh. But the funny thing is he already operates from, I think what I'm striving for mm-hmm. where he's just like, you know, he'll have a calm brain with nothing going on in it, like a <laughs> lot of the time. Not in a, I'm not saying in a mean, negative way. There's nothing going on in his head, but he's just a very like. His goal is to be calm, he's happy, and relaxed. Zen. Yeah, yeah. But he's not into like reading books about Zen. Uh huh. He wouldn't be like. He just is that way. He just is. Yeah. He like he. He's just stre- he's stress free. He doesn't yeah. like anxiety. When I get really anxious, like he does not like that. Uh huh. You know, so it's like interesting that I'm like. I'm on this path trying all these things, psychedelics and having these intense conversations, searching and through my guests on the show, through you telling me your experience. It's like, yeah. I feel less alone and maybe that'll help me and I'm doing my thing. And, yeah. and, but he's just, maybe this is like most men, not to generalize, but he's just already, he's like, just not simple, but he's uncomplicated in a, in a lovely way, uh-huh. but not into all the new age stuff. Yeah. And well. some, and sometimes I'll be like, Oh my God, he's not, he doesn't, he's not into like new age stuff or psychedelics or astrology or mm-hmm. Wicca or like what, not Wicca, but Wicca. like whatever, all this <laughs> yeah. stuff. He doesn't understand me when I say like, oh, I'm witchy. Like, you know, you, you like witchy girls. And he's like, what do you mean? That like they're witches? Like he just doesn't know, like he's not <laughs> yeah. into like, 
but and yet he's just very he's good. I can't explain it. Yeah, that that makes that makes sense. I and I mean, you know, you don't have to be the same in that way. You know what I mean? It, yeah. it, it's like you just don't have to be like um and maybe maybe there's more of a balance that way yeah. potentially, you know, like um Yeah, I I don't know. I it's I mean that that's the mystery of like relationships. I think that like no one can ever really answer is it, it's like you know because you're in because you you know you're into psychedelics and you know uh, new age stuff and like stuff like that or searching like or, searching. or searching yeah um, you know does that mean that you have to find someone else who is too you know and yeah. and if you don't does that mean that you always have to be at odds about it no you know what I mean that's and, my call if I'm at odds with it it's like I can just if I if, if I decide I'm like because if I'm not being judged for it. Mm-hmm. Then, and I'm strong enough in me, and I am grounded in myself, and I'm mm-hmm. like, and we just have a nice time together. Then it's just good, yeah. Because I'm just doing my thing. Yeah, it's like he's in. Yeah, anyway, I don't know, but it's just so interesting. But it's like, but he's got the vibe of a person who's like meditating every day, kind of right with like the stillness. To him. Right. So it's like kind of weird because when I'm with him, like the first day, if we've gone like a road trip or something, like. Or we've gone to Two Bunch Palms. You should go to Two Bunch. Have you ever been to Two Bunch Palms? No. Oh my God, you would love it. It's two so bunch great. Palms? Two Bunch Palms. It's uh, like in Desert Hot Springs, or it's like on the way to Palm know. Springs. And it's, I don't know it. It's so great. It's like all these like mineral, like natural mineral pools Ooh. that you soak in. You can get like, they say George Clooney goes there. It's like highbrow, lowbrow. It's like a weird, it's like kind of like hippie, but it's like, it's just lovely. It's like really nice. And the restaurant is great. Anyway, small, cozy. You soak in pools. You can have drinks and cocktails by the pool. You can get, be in a mud bath, whatever. Mm-hmm. But we'll, we've like gone there twice and we'll like drive out there. And as we're driving out there, he's just quiet. Like mm-hmm. we'll talk. It's not like he's mute, but like we'll talk. <laughs> but he doesn't, he doesn't talk for the sake of talking. And yeah. do you mind that I'm going off on this tangent? Really? No, no, no. Oh, so like I remember like I think on our third date, third or fourth date, he came over to my house and uh, I was just talking, talking, talking. Mm-hmm. And then stopped talking. And I, and he said nothing. Mm-hmm. And I went, anything and he goes oh I, I don't talk just for the sake of talking and I went I do <laughs> and then uh, and that's kind of maintained like and that, and that moment was so symbolic of like what a relationship is kind of it's like so we'll drive to the desert mm-hmm. talk a little bit but then maybe mainly it's just quiet and on the and we're just sitting in silence next to each other and I'll be screaming inside my head being like oh my god oh, really? ah! Yeah, and then by the end of the weekend, like for like drive out on a Friday, and we start we drive home on like a Monday. Yeah, then I'm in the car driving back home with him, just like so happy in the in the silence, looking out the window, holding hands, just right. like because if I have something to say, I'll say it. But what do I really need to say? I've said everything. Yeah, it's nice. You can just you just be together. Just be, but it's so fun. Like yeah. how like at the beginning of it, it's like, and then afterwards, like being with him is meditative. Mm-hmm. So it's interesting well, that's that I've nice. aligned with this person. I guess the universe wants me to align with somebody who's like... Your boyfriend is meditation. My boyfriend is <laughs> meditation. <laughs> <laughs> that's what my therapist said. My therapist like is... He's, he's like, he is the Buddha. And then I like told that to my boyfriend and he was like, what? <laughs> I'm like, never mind. Never mind. My therapist also says, Alexi, you're a cheetah and he's a turtle. And like, you just have to stop knocking on a shell because he'll retreat into a shell you just have to slow down so you guys can like cruise together or something. I don't think uh, you ever said cruise, but like, but that's usually the case. I usually date quiet 
people. Right. Because if I don't, my head will probably explode. But you, but, and you enjoy the cruising. I do sometimes. Yeah. But sometimes it's hard for me because mm. I'm like, why are we zing zinging? Like, why isn't the Whittier Upper Tay happening all the time? Like, <laughs> why aren't we constantly filling up all the silence with, you know, like, oh, the too many gaps of silence? Like, right, right. <laughs> I'm like, why aren't we learning and having an existential moment and every, and then for me also, and he'll say this, he'll be like, he'll be like, it like we, like if we get in a fight, we just had a fight, like let things be good for a second. But like a day later or like four minutes later, I'm like, oh my God, are we okay? I can't believe it. Are we ever going to survive this turmoil? Yeah. And he's like, what? It just, like, just give it a breath. But for me, moments, one moment, a second is like molasses. Like, right. like everything is just like, feels like forever because I'm so impatient. Hmm. So maybe I should start meditating more. I think I've proven to everybody that I should start meditating more and up you my dose. You seem very interested in it. Oh, meditation? Yeah. Well, I've been meditating. Oh, you have been? Well, you've been... Yeah, yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah. You've yeah, been chanting, yeah. right? Well, no, I... I you have like, you know, like, you're like, yeah, yeah, sure, sure. Sure you have. Yeah. <laughs> um, no, I was chanting so I wouldn't go on antidepressants because my friend Eric was like, don't do it. It's the government in your system, man. Like, you can't do it. Uh, and like, by the way, Eric, if you're listening, and he's probably not, which is more offensive than if he was. But anyway, if you were, but... uh that's not a good representation of how he speaks, and he's lovely. But he was like, "Don't go into depressions before you do. Like, try Buddhist medi- Buddhist chanting." Yeah. So I did, and I really liked it. But maybe I was just lazy, and I threw it to the wayside. But before that, you know, I'd use Insight Timer and Headspace, and uh-huh. and I'd done group meditation before, and you know, I just tried to do it at my house, just quiet. Yeah. Or like guided meditations through my friends who are like energy healers. And I've done Reiki. Like all, I love all of this stuff. Right. Because why not be? It makes life more magical. I think so. And I mean, I, it's it's more it's more it's more fun to believe in it. Yeah, <laughs> that's what I say. Yeah. Um, Here's a Listerine mint strip. If but, you want. I've had like eight. And I'm like, oh, thank you. I I might, I might take one in a minute. Okay. Don't push them on me. I'm sorry. There's <laughs> like kidding. four. They're all scattered. I've had like seventeen. This is something that I remember about you. I've been into these strips since when? Oh gosh, as long as I've known you. Oh my god. Yeah. Really? Yeah. I have an addiction. I remember, th- this has been this has been like a. Like signature Lexi thing? Signature Lexi thing. The Listerine strips. Or you used to have the spray. Yes, I did. Yeah. Oh, my, but then I thought the spray was too conspicuous. Yeah. Because then people would like, if I were at like a commercial casting or something, people or an audition, people would like look over and then like I could feel, not that it matters, <laughs> their judgment. Um, but it's more inconspicuous. Yeah. Less conspicuous to uh, right. put a strip in my mouth. Sure. There's nothing wrong with it. Something wrong with it. You're you're one of the few people I know, though, who just like sort of like consistently has breath freshener on them, which I think is great. I I wish I knew more people like it because I am always in a position where I want to borrow from friends. You know, I want to borrow breath fresheners from friends, and no one's ever got it. It's I didn't have. I was like, you know, if I was with Alexi, I'd be covered. Not be a problem. This would definitely not be a problem. I didn't have them for like a day and mm-hmm. it was like I was a tweaker, heroin addict, like just like looking for a fix because I was like pat, pat, pat. Right. <laughs> you can you can do a that. Little foley, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was like patting my pockets and like just being like, oh my God, oh my God. Like like fiddling rifling through my purse, like yeah. nonstop, just like scratching my neck, being like, what am I gonna do? Like terrified to talk to anybody because I'm just like, oh my god, this natural what what's this natural smell gonna be if I'm talking yeah. too close to somebody? I just felt mental. I felt like out of control. So I definitely have like a Listerine mint strip addiction 
And I've dated people where they'll, where like if we break up like years later or like months later, they'll, they'll like be passing by a Listerine Minster at like Target or CVS or, <laughs> or they'll find an empty container that maybe I left like, and they'll take a photo of it and send it to me and be like, made me think of you. <laughs> really? It's like a Pavlovian Wait. response to like whatever. I'm, I'm trying to think of the <laughs> things I remember. Oh boy. Lexi Wasser. Oh boy. List, okay. Listerine strips. Diptyque candles, right? I've liked them since, really? Yes. Wow. I, I, I mean, I just, I, I remember having several conversations with you about diptyque candles. Wow. Yeah. And then coffee. Oh, you I like love, coffee, Oh my right? God, I love coffee. You still Look, like coffee. There's a lit tuberose diptyque candle on my coffee table and right. a cold cup of coffee right there with yeah. half and half in it. Yes. But uh, I'm trying to think of there's, uh, I, I'm trying to think of like the sort of like, Consistent things. Consistent. Nail color. Idiosyncratic things. Yeah. You know? This nail color. Is that? No, that we got to, if, if it's on the top of your mind. I don't remember keep, that so okay, much. Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Are you still doing music? No. Why? Because. Can I ask you this? No, I, I'm, I'm, the tables course. are turning. Yeah. The hunter becomes the hunted. Because I don't think I'm good at it. I don't think I'm good at it. It doesn't come naturally well, I, to me. I don't agree with you. Well, that's really sweet. I know. Yeah. I should play all of our songs we made together at the end of this yeah. podcast. That's actually great. Yeah. Okay. Because it's hard for me to like, I'm so literal. I remember like if I tried to like, write a song, it would be like, today I am singing a song in the world. I, I don't know. What's, I, what's wrong with that? What's There's nothing literal. wrong with that. Well, I, mean, I just feel like I like, I don't know. I like writing. It's just hard for me to write song lyrics. I don't know what I have to say. I don't think that's true. I think I'm just not brave and I didn't strengthen that muscle and I like I never had like I don't I don't, I, I don't remember that being a problem for okay, you. Okay. And to your listeners out there, write to Alexi and tell her that she needs to continue to make music. Really? Yes. Why do you say that? Uh because I think you have very strong vision and purpose. And uh I also think you have a great voice. Oh, thank you. Um, and what I remember about doing music with you is that you you gave me like uh, maybe four or five reference CDs. I did? <laughs> yes. Like you were very clear about what the style and aesthetic should be. Uh, and I remember you had notebooks of writing. Oh, yeah. To, to like call from basically. Yeah. Um, on top of that, you just a very good sense of melody and harmony. Oh my god! Um, and uh, yeah, I I I've always thought you were great at the, at at the at the music. What am I gonna do? <laughs> That's a weird way of saying it. No, I love that. <laughs> That's the nicest thing you could say. I mean, is it too late for me? No, never. Are you sure? Yes. It's never too late. It's never too late. Oh my I mean, God. I, you know, I, I don't know, I don't know what you're into anymore, like what, what style, but, but here's the thing is I'm sure you know. I do know. Yeah. I, I'm, that doesn't surprise me. I, the thing that, that's the thing that has always stuck with me as far as like you as like an artist in general is that you have, you've always had very strong vision, very strong conviction, uh, and, and like the talent to back it up, you know? Oh my god! Yeah, so I, I I'd highly encourage you to keep doing music. Oh my god! I mean, along with everything else, I mean, you know, you you obviously have set up a lot of really uh, a lot of other awesome things for yourself. But uh, 
I hope this medication kicks in so I can just do all the things. <laughs> Don't get in my own way with all the voices I mean, look, in my head. You know, at, you know, in your own time, but, but I think you should, though. How do you, how does one go about it? How do you just write songs by yourself on a guitar? You just record, like, I forgot, like, you know, voice notes and you record things and whatever, and then... That, that, that's a good way to start, and then you share them. With you who? Know. You can send them to me. Oh, my I'll listen goodness. again. Oh, I'll geez. listen again. But, uh, yeah, I don't know. You know, you know, you know uh, I think you know lots of musicians and lots of people who could help, you know? Uh, I mean, I think if, if that's the thing you want to do, I think, I think there'll be plenty of people who can help you yeah. navigate through it. Well, God, will you tune my guitar before you leave? Because I don't sure. know how to do it. Sure. Oh, my God. I'll do that. You know? Well, now that's exciting. And we didn't even mention the people that we had a, a musical project together. Called, yeah. Called Chloe Sebastian Oliver. That's right. Oh, God. That's right. <laughs> Why did... I was like, what are the three most pretend... Oh, my God. I remember even saying to you, I was like, you got to listen to this Pussycat Doll song. It's like... <laughs> do you, you remember that? You said that to me? I don't remember that. I don't want to use that as a reference. Like that's what I was all about. Okay, yeah. guys, that's a, that's like misrepresenting me. But there's like this one. Anyway, I forget. I don't want to talk about it. Anymore. I, I remember there being what like a lot of. There was a lot of Velvet Underground. Yeah. Bell and Sebastian. Oh my god! I think it was more poppy then. Uh, what else? Broadcast. Oh my god! Broadcast being in there. Jesus. Um, the zombies. Wow. Were in there. Yeah, it was good stuff. It was like '60s poppy kind of. Yeah. I think now it'd be more like, what's a part? What's the phrasing? Pared down, pared down, pared down, pared down. More minimal. More minimal. More uh, childlike, mm. or just like not childlike, but like uh, just sparse. Okay. Sparse, simplistic. Mm-hmm. I think that's where. I don't know. That's what I like. I don't know. I can't explain it. Yeah. Not right now. Not on this podcast. That, that makes sense to me. Um, but yeah, because I feel like now things have moved into a into direction where it's like, oh, we've been given permission for things to like not be structured in the way you think things are structured. I, I think that's exp- true. Or like yeah. it can be sloppier. It can be like, not sloppier, but like more raw. Because mm-hmm. I used to always love things that like sounded more like a demo or raw or this yeah, and that. Yeah, right. But, but it was like, oh, is that allowed? Because everything has to be so polished and perfect. Not yeah. that polished and perfect isn't great because I love like, I'm finding myself loving like Thank You Next and Ariana Grande's song. I never, sure. I never used to like her, but now like after the whole Pete Davidson thing, I'm, uh, <laughs> this is so fascinating. I'm, now, I want to know what's going on in all the songs. Yeah. But, uh, but I, like, I like poppy stuff like Selena Gomez and all that kind of silly stuff, but it's not even silly. It's just fun. No, I like that stuff I too, love yeah. it. I don't, I don't, I don't want to have to apologize for it. Yeah, you're right. It's fun. And, yeah. Uh, but yeah, but then there are other things I'll hear that I'm like, yeah, I don't know, just because it's so sparse and raw and not perfect mm-hmm. that now I'm like, oh, wow, that's allowed now. Even Absolutely. though I've, Even though I've always liked it. Even my friends who would like send me like demos and stuff, like mm-hmm. I used to always love the demos better than yeah, the polished thing. Why the is that? Product, yeah. It's more like personal. It's more like Yoko Ono and John Lennon and they're like weird like bedtime songs or something or like that they made in the bedroom or whatever. Right, right. Yeah, I mean, sometimes it's kind of fun to hear... hear the process of it or yeah. something like that, you know? Like you can hear the person in the room making it. Yeah. I think that's, I think that can be really nice. Yeah. It can be a nice, like, listening experience. Yeah. Yeah. What are you working on right now? Do you have, you have your, yeah. okay. Uh, so I'm, this year I've done a lot more uh, with, with XXT. Um. I, I was just recently kind of like looking back at everything we made this year. We did like, 
put out two EPs. Like how many songs is that? Three singles and seven videos. Oh my god! This year. Oh and, and put god. on like kind of two sort of crazy like live immersive events. You did? Where were these <laughs> yeah. live immersive events? One was at the Bob Baker Marionette Theater. When? Uh, that was like the beginning of September. Yeah. Because we shot a video with the Bob Baker Marionette Theater um, and then put on a variety show where we had like comedians, magicians, like burlesque dancers, avant-garde artists all come in and do something with marionettes. Yeah. Uh, which was really fun because everybody kind of came up with a new piece. Wow! With with the puppets, which was cool. I like that space. I've only been there once. I love it too. You know, it's shutting down in like three days. It is. Yes. Why? What's it turning into? I don't know, but they they didn't own the building, and it's been like in the works for many years that at some point whoever does is going to like knock it down and do something. And yeah. the day after Thanksgiving, actually, which is two or three days from now, yeah. uh, will be the last day that's been around for like 60 years. Jesus. I know. And so they're going to continue on, um, and they're doing a lot of like fundraising things right now. Yeah. Um, so for anyone who's listening, please give to the Bob Baker Marionette Theater. How do they find out where to give? Oh, they'll figure it out. You can go to bobbakermarionettes.com. I yeah. Think. And, and, and just, the, I think right on the front page, it's like, you know, go fund. Yeah. Um, right now, the, somebody's setting up an alternate account that's like uh, just <laughs> no, slightly no, off. I, I got the name <laughs> yeah, wrong. And, totally. Let's um, so steal that money. But yeah, uh, no, they're, but they're just—it's—it's it's an incredible place. It feels like I don't know if you had like the most awesome grandmother in the world who had like a, a marionette theater in her house. That sounds like, terrifying. Yeah, uh, man. <laughs> I, I think it's just really cool, and it's—it's it's just a, they're in a group of incredibly imaginative people who've. Um, you know, been a part of like LA culture for several decades now, yeah. you know? Um, so ho- hopefully the, I think they will continue on in a, in a different space. Um, but in any event, yeah, we, so we, we did a, like a variety show there in September, which was really cool to premiere the video that we had shot there. Yeah. Um, and we just did another one at the Los Angeles athletic club downtown. You know, oh, that's you know a cool space. It's very cool that space. That is like old time. You're going to all yes. these old timey haunted LA establishments. Yeah. yeah. This one has a like very like David Lynch meets like Wes Anderson kind of vibes. Wow, yeah. Uh, and we shot a video there on their squash courts. Oh my god. Uh, oh wait, you which band? Uh XXT. Okay. Yeah, this is all XXT. And so uh What does that stand for? Jaja Technique. Jaja Technique. Yeah, How did XIA, the, XIA. How did you come up with this? Uh, well, loosely translated. Wait, is that your, that's your TM mantra, Jaja? <laughs> I knew it! No? Damn it! No. Okay, all right. Um, Too easy. When, uh, when we were thinking of names, uh, I was actually in China, um, with, there's three of us. It's me and then Dan Kanaka, who's the drummer in OK Go, uh, and then Elena, who's the MC. Um, and, uh, and it's like very like beat driven music, you know, um, we're trying to think of names and Dan and I were in Shanghai Mm -hmm. having this discussion and this woman, this, this Chinese woman who was sitting next to us overheard the conversation and she was like, why don't you name it Sha? And we were like, well, what does that mean? And she said, well, it has several meanings, but the one that comes to mind is noble swordsman. (laughs) 
Jesus. I know. <laughs> Noble swordsman. That's what Zha means? Uh, it, it means? Chinese? It means very different things. Like a lot of a lot of words in Chinese, depending on how you pronounce them, have different meanings. So like there's like Xia and then there's Xia, you know, and like and stuff like that. I mean I don't really know Chinese very well, but like you know, it <laughs> <laughs> I had to learn a little bit for a commercial that OK Go was shooting in China, but yeah. but uh, so I, that's how I learned that all these words can have very different meanings depending on the really subtle pronunciation. Yeah. In any event, uh, Dan and I were like, "Yeah, that sounds really cool," but there's two of us at the time. There was two of us because we hadn't become a three PC. It was just Dan and I like producing beats, basically. Yeah. So we were like, "Well, maybe we can be like Jaja something," you know. Uh, at the same time. I've been reading this like illustrated novel. Um, so by, you do read a little bit, all right? By um, by uh, Jodorowsky. Who's that? It's a uh, Chilean director. Okay. And uh, he had done a illustrated novel with this artist named Mobius. And one of the chapters in in this novel was called um, Techno Technique. And Techno Technique was the city of like mutant rats. <laughs> oh my god! Um, and we, I remember we had written down Techno Technique as like a potential cool name for a band or something like that. But we we didn't want techno in there because we, you know, yeah. And so, uh, but we were like, well, Zaza Technique sounds pretty cool, you know, and that can be sort of like the technique of the noble swordsman. Yes. Yeah. So so we did that. We started making beats. I was and so excited about that. That yes, it was this guttural. Yeah. <laughs> yes. We start we started making beats, um, and we had gone from China to Japan, uh, where we were making another video. Dan and I were walking through Shibuya in Japan, which is like their like um, 42nd Street or whatever. You I know, used to live there. Square. I you lived did, in there Shibuya? in Shibuya, yeah. All right. Well, that's where we were. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Go um, on. And we, we started like humming a beat um, and, and decided that we wanted to make something about Shibuya, you know, something about um, that just felt like, like J-pop and, and Tokyo and stuff like that. Um, and Elena is somewhat of like a... Is it Japanophile? Is that what you would say? What is it? I don't... Maybe. I'm going to say Japanophile. Feels wrong, but what else are we going to do? I don't know. Mm-hmm. I don't know. You can beep it out. Tokyophile? Tokyophile. Or just overall Japanophile. Who cares? Keep talking. Yeah. She loves Japan. Her brother lives there. And, I, and Elena had had a band before I knew her called uh, Bad Dad. Oh, it's funny. Which was really good. And it was like half singing, half sort of like you know, like rapping kind of thing. And, um, and I was like, well, this, this would be like the perfect thing to send to Elena. Cause I know, I don't know, she can either sing on it, she can rap on it, she can do whatever she wants on it, you know? And she sent it back to us and just like, just killed it. Whoa. So good. Rapping on it. Yeah. Mostly, mostly rapping oh on it. Oh my God. The song's called Shibuya Bounce. Jesus. Where can we <laughs> and, find this? Can we hear it? Yeah. If you if you can go to Jaja Technique SoundCloud or x.x.t on Spotify. Okay. And it'll be on there. Uh, and that was the first song we did together. And after that experience, we're like, this is this is really good. We should make this a thing. You know, and so ever since then we have and we've we've played live and started making videos and doing even doing these like kind of experimental immersive events and stuff like that. So yeah, yeah we did and to go back to the athletic club, we shot a video there and then 
uh, collaborated with them on a like immersive event where we did a guided tour through the haunted rooms of the athletic club. And each room was like a surreal performance that like led up to the room where we shot our video and then we performed and screened the video that we shot there. Jesus Christ. Yeah. And so we did, we just, we did that the day before Halloween. Uh, oh my God. How long does it take you to come up with these things? The, the events? Yeah. A is while. Main, is it mainly actually. you or it's is it like intense. everybody? Uh, you're always making stuff. Yeah. It's, it's, it's all of us. It's yeah. all of us. Um, it's, it's very, it's very collaborative. And this, the, that particular event, the one at the athletic club, um, that was, that was for the video premiere of a song called Insomniac that we just released. Um, and that one took, I don't know, probably about two months to put together. Uh, if we do more of these, actually, like I, I would like to start planning like six months out. Yeah. Actually, because that's, that's kind of what you really need. But we, we, we've done like two months out, and it's like a big sprint to the end. Jesus, yeah. Yeah. Sometimes you need that, though. You need to like fire under you. To be, yeah, exactly. You know. Exactly. So it's, it wasn't all bad, but it, it was exhausting Stressful. for sure. yeah. But we had some great performers. We had, we had this uh, belly dancer named Alia Muhammad who did a piece with these four Egyptian percussionists in one room. Um, we had this group, this uh, Vegas show called Opium. Oh, that's so crazy because I was going to go to that. I saw Cher on Friday oh. and then I had free tickets to go to Opium the next day, but we left. Oh. Is Opium incredible? Yes, they're amazing. Um, and they're mostly people from Los Angeles oh. who uh, created the show. And I think it's been going on for about a year. I have a friend named Ma- Max Baumgarten. I don't oh. know if you know Max oh, or not. Oh, is that his show? It's, I mean, it's his and you know uh, the, the rest of the people that are in the show, yeah. Oh, my but God. But he helped to develop it. That's crazy. Yeah. So they, they came up because the only night they have off is Tuesday night, and our event was on a Tuesday night. Whoa. So a handful of them came up and did some of their numbers. Max was one of them? Max was one of them, Wow. Yeah. It was so cool. Um, we had Bob, the Bob Baker Marionette Theater came and did... Uh, a number in one of the rooms yeah. and there's this really amazing like east side of LA dance troupe called the Bostec Group all female oh wait another because there's an LA Municipal Dance Squad too oh I don't know them oh that's so funny because Penelope knows Max and she's in, on the squad oh right they're really good friends yeah so that's right. so funny yeah yeah. Anyway. yeah so the Bostec Group came in and did a piece and it, it was it was really cool yeah it was really cool um and basically, the the entire tour sort of like it kept going up and up and up because our space was on the eighth floor, so it all kind of led up to the eighth floor where we then did our pieces, the kind of closing number. And did you have somebody like people would lead everybody to the? Yeah, thing? it was guided. And, and how many people in a group? Uh, there were usually twelve to fifteen in a group, and there oh were God. four groups per tour. We did the tour twice that night. Four groups per tour. Yeah. Uh, four groups per tour. But 15 in a group? Yeah, yeah, 15 to 20. So, you know, they're around like 50 to 60 people. Oh, my God. All together. And what about regular people just living their life, staying there or being there? Were they like, what is this? Yeah, that was the thing is uh, what was cool (laughs) is that the athletic club said we could do this uh, if we did it after hours. Oh. Which worked out great for us because that meant you wouldn't run into people. Oh, okay. Because it's not a hotel where people are staying there. There are hotel people. They were on floors above us. Oh, okay. So we didn't... I don't think we ever ran into people staying at the hotel. Are these rooms really haunted? Some of them are, yeah. Yeah? Mm Mm-hmm. All right. Oh, there was also another fantastic group that we worked with who were 
there to greet people as they walked in through the service entrance called Wet the Hippo. Wet the Hippo. That sounds familiar to me too. Are they they're from in, Vegas? No, they're LA. Yeah. And they're like a movement-based comedy group, I guess. I don't I, or wow. like like avant-garde yeah. kind of comedy. I, I don't, it's, it's hard for me to describe them, but they're, they're actually, they're truly amazing. Your finger is so on the pulse. Me and my listeners are learning so many new things. I'm yeah, like, what the yeah. hippo, opium, yeah. belly dancers, yeah, immersive stuff. Yeah. I mean, that's, you <laughs> know, that, that's kind of what, I mean, that's what's been fun about doing XXT yeah. actually is that part of the mission of it is actually to sort of um, use it as a way to collaborate with people we think are awesome. Yeah. You know, especially in LA because that's where we live. And, you know, I, I would love to go, we'd love tour. to go do it in Chicago or New York or San Francisco, you know, but yeah. um, for right now, it's been a really nice way to, to meet other people who we not, who like we really admire and work with. And what happened to Pyramids? So Pyramids, yeah. So Pyramids is a band I put together with my friend Drea Smith um, about five or six years ago. Yeah. And we put out an EP and a full length record and toured a bunch and, we're still very good friends. Um, Drea is doing her own solo thing right now called Drea the Vibe Dealer. Drea the Vibe Dealer? Yeah. Yeah. Which is super cool. Um, and I, you know, we'll, we'll do stuff again. Um, we, we did a pretty intense, like, three, three and a half years worth of work together. Oh, yeah. And you were on, weren't you on, like, Conan or what were you on? Yeah, we were on, we were on The Tonight Show. Yeah. Jay Leno and, you know, Jesus. toured in Europe and in the States and stuff like that. Um and that it was a really good run. I love everything we made together. Um, she lives in Chicago. Yeah. I'm in LA. Uh, and yeah, you know, we we started other projects and things like that. But I I have a feeling we'll we'll come back around and, yeah. and make some more music together. And then and of course there's OK Go. Yeah. What's up with OK Go? <laughs> what the hell is up? Uh, we turned 20 years old this year. You did. Mm-hmm. The yeah. band is 20. Wow. And Jesus. We just started touring on a brand new show that we put together, which is like a live video retrospective. Where a we, live video retrospective? Yeah. And so we basically, we live score to our videos. Um, so we're sort of like, the videos are really the star of the night and it's like a cinematic experience and we do it in performance arts centers. Really? Wait, what? Yeah. Oh my God. What's the tour? How long is the tour? And where are you going to be performing in LA and New York? And yeah. So we did. We did New. Actually, we did LA about a year ago at Royce Hall at UCLA, and I. I we're going to do it again, hopefully sometime next year. Um, I mean, the ideal spot would be like Disney Hall or like the Ace Theater or something like that. Yeah. Know? So we're looking at spaces that are either that or like that. Um, but it, it's meant to be. It's not a rock show, you know, or it's 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 like this weird hybrid of like uh, a little bit of theater, a lot of cinema, you know. There's obviously music attached to it all, yeah. Um, and we stop and do like Q and A with the audience to talk about the making of the videos or whatever they want to talk about. Um, and there's <sighs> and there's even some interactive stuff where we play a song with the audience and re- oh recreate some of the videos live on stage. Oh, you do. Mm-hmm. Would you be on the treadmills? It's uh, we don't do the treadmills. We do do another like choreographed dance yeah. routine video. How many videos would are in the show? I think there's twenty. 
20 videos? Yeah, there's an intermission in this show. There's an intermission? Yeah, I mean, oh it's my. proper. Jesus. It's proper. Would you say this, this is like your, your day job is OK Go, right? <laughs> you could look at it like that, and, yeah. I mean, how consumed are you with OK Go stuff? Because you have all these side projects that are fun. Not side projects, but I'll call them side projects because yeah. uh, aside from OK Go. Yes, I mean, but like, yeah. So like how much of your life is OK Go now? Uh, in the last year, it's not been as much as it has been in other years. We haven't been touring as much uh, because three out of the four of us have children. And wow. I'm the one that doesn't. Oh, wow. Um, but some of those children were born this year. Oh, so it's just really new. So, yeah. So touring has sort of slowed down a little bit for now. I'm sure I'm sure it'll pick up again. And projects have slowed down a little bit this year. Um, but I'm sure that will pick up again, too. Uh, so th- this year, um, it hasn't been as much as usual. Um, the, the one other thing that we have spent a, a bit of time doing is, um, we started a not-for-profit organization called OK Go Sandbox. I love that. What's that about? So that's a, um, it's an educational organization and it makes teaching tools for teachers that they can download for free. Uh, and we use our videos because our videos have a lot of math and science involved in them. We use our videos um, to sort of explain basic math and science concepts uh, in the hopes that maybe kids can see that like creativity doesn't necessarily have to be different from math and science, and that in fact a, a lot of a lot of creativity is math and science. And if you could somehow sort of think of them as one universal thing, maybe it wouldn't be... So boring. So boring, yeah. you know, for, for some. Uh, so, yeah, so we've gone ahead um, and we, we collaborated with this um, group called the Playful Learning Labs. Um, and uh, together we have gone ahead and made it like a website where teachers can go and download these videos. And wow. So did you redo videos or did you add voiceover like, here's where we do the thing. This is math, incorporates math. Or like, I'm just trying to yeah, wrap we, my brain around it. We made, we made new, uh, we made new videos that reference the old videos basically. Yeah. So it's us sort of talking about, okay, here's what happened in this video. Got it. Yeah. Exactly um, what I thought. Yeah. Like, yeah. you know, here's how, here's how it can be fun. Now you try it. Yeah. You know? Oh, that's amazing. How did you guys yeah. decide to do that? Who came up with that idea? It's something that's kind of been happening anyways, um, without us, you know, more or less. Like we, we get a lot of emails from teachers around the world really actually wow. who, who write in and say like, you know, I used your uh, zero gravity video to talk to my students about like physics and, yeah. and things like that. And, you know, at some point we got enough of them that were like, you know, we should really like mm, utilize do, yeah. or, you know, do something about this or, you know, or, or like basically it was like, how can we, that's great. Like, how can we help more? Yeah. More or less, that's you know great. what I mean? Like, it's really cool that this is happening and, and can we be of service? Because, you know, I think especially in this country, I think teachers are pretty like underappreciated and underpaid and all the rest of it. So like if there's anything we could do to help, please let us know. And so, um, that's kind of how it, it, it got going. It's so interesting. You're so right. I think I like teachers are so responsible for like, uh, you know, 
helping with a child's, a person's self-esteem, their sure. self-worth. Yeah. Like validating like whether or not they're good at something and should continue and, yeah. and, you know, and I think for such a long time, I don't know, you know that when it's happening, you know that when you're in school, like if you have a connection with a teacher, it makes you want to go to school, it makes you feel, you know, mm-hmm. you get complimented or whatever, or there's encouragement you're like, wow, it's great. And I feel like I'm only now realizing that at this point in my life, yeah. later in life. When, when, Honestly, me too. Yeah, because yeah. you get like sidetracked with like fun, glamorous stuff and makeouts and adventure and <laughs> right, right. career and ego stuff. And then you realize like, oh, wow, what are the, the you know, yeah. the core, like, I don't know, these important people who are, yeah. I, I feel like when you get surgery, I remember I had to get surgery for something and I thought, oh my God, I'm reading tabloids about these bullshit people that don't matter, following yeah. life, watching these reality shows about, I mean, they're great, but uh, they're entertaining, but about these <laughs> Look, people. we love the hills. We love, we, we, we love, that was on my, that's on uh, my list. <laughs> it's on my list. It says the hills, this is this how we met and then the hills. <laughs> that's right. But, I forgot about the hills until oh right now. Oh my God, we both love the hills so we much. Do. But I'll just finish this thought. It's like, but then you get surgery and you're like, oh my God, this doctor is about to cut me open. Right. Uh, he's the rock star. Yeah. No offense to him. But he, no, he's the rock <laughs> star. He, he's the movie star. You know, like, it's just like, uh, you know, the real star. Sure. But, uh, absolutely. Anyway. Anyway, but yeah, yeah. we love the hills. Let's talk about the. <laughs> <laughs> um, they're redoing it. Misha Barton is coming back. No, not coming back. She was on the, the OC, but they're doing the hills again. And Spencer and yes. Heidi are coming back. And uh, Misha Barton's going to be on the show. Isn't that crazy? It's as not, as I, Misha Barton? As Misha Barton. I mean, I it's mean, a reality how show. How else would it be? Yeah. Anyway, it doesn't sound as exciting, but uh, <laughs> but I just thought, you know, you should know. <laughs> Education is a perfect segue into the hills. <laughs> I don't, listen, there's no rhyme or reason for segues, you know? No, no there's not. Uh, <laughs> not my segue. I didn't know the hills was coming back. Well, now you do. Now uh, all of our listeners do, and uh, you're welcome. So, <laughs> yeah, but I don't know. Do you remember the theme song? Standing in the way before uh, you, looking out your dirty window. Yeah, remember how? Yeah, remember how Tim was complimenting my voice and my music capability? <laughs> but wait, what I here's another thing I remember about you though. What is you? I, you always nailed the very end of the Hills theme song. Release the end of it, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> My boyfriend does that now because I'll do that. I'll be like, I'll make up a song, and then at the end of every song, I go, yeah. <laughs> and then he does that. I'll be like, do you want to go to the thing? And he'll, do you want to go see that movie tonight? And he'll be like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, that's yeah. nice. I like that. I like that. Well, I used to be so. I love singing, and I used to be so shy to sing, but I'd want any excuse to sing. Mm-hmm. Oh, you and I had this happened with us. I think we we're in a car together at some point or whatever, and the. But I didn't know the words to any songs really, and I didn't really. I hadn't practiced them enough to be like feel confident in them. Uh-huh. The only songs I did know were like theme songs to eighties TV shows. Right. So I think one time, like I was in the car with you, and I'm like, "Oh, he's a musician," and like, oh, it would be so fun to sing." I want him to know that I can sing or something. And then I was like, hey, do, do you remember that? Th- Maybe this wasn't you, but I'm pretty sure it was. And I'm sure I've done this in many situations where I'm just like aching to show a side of myself and be vulnerable, but like sure. really scared. Yeah. But like, yeah. So I'd be like, do you know the theme song to uh, Family Matters or whatever? And then all of a sudden I'll, I'll be like, I'll, 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 I'll be really sad. I'll be like, it's a... <laughs> <laughs> I love that it's television theme songs. It's like, that's how I'm going to show them. <laughs> yeah, I'd be like, well, you must be. 
with or like maybe you'd be like wow you, yeah you've got it well obviously i did obviously i did um i'm not showcasing my true talent okay <laughs> not right now you guys in case you guys are judging me well your, your mom's a musician right yeah 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 <laughs> <laughs> yeah oh god um I run into your mom from time to time. You do? I do. How does that go? It's been, it's been a while, but I, I remember <laughs> I remember bumping into her on uh, Silver Lake Boulevard. Oh, yeah? She's real cool. She lives in Silver Lake. Oh, she does live in Silver Lake? She does, oh, yeah. Okay. I bumped into her at uh, l Oyster maybe about two years ago. Oh, you did? I did. I think I got a text from both of you probably. Uh, yeah, I, yeah. Think, I think so. And it was really sweet. I think, she, did she have a dog with her? Yes. Dog? Her dog has since died. Oh, yeah. Sorry to hear that. That's okay. Um, yeah, I remember she had like a very nice, friendly dog. She had a big dog with her outside of Eleni Oyster, right? Outside. I'm all mad at her. I'm like, she brought that dog inside. No, no, no. I'm all being outside, a little... outside. And I think she was, she was, she was with a man. Her probably her boyfriend. Probably her her boyfriend. husband Al. Oh, okay. He seemed very nice. Yeah. And, excuse yeah. me. Oh, um, that's okay. But I was really impressed that she remembered who I was. <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah. She was like Tim. <laughs> I mean, I don't think, I think I met your mom once. I think it was a big deal because she was like, wow, he's fostering Lexi's love of music and, uh, and sweet. doing musical stuff. And, yeah. and she came over one time. She did come over. And that, that's the time I met her. Yeah. yeah. So like, so, so she fully met you. Like, but it this mattered. was like seven or eight years later. I know. She was like, Tim? And I was like, Alexi's mom? Yeah. <laughs> I was like, this is awesome. I think it's because, yeah, I probably like showed her tons of photos of you and would always be like, oh, today we did this and this right, is a song, right. blah, blah. And like, Yeah. And she just tries to keep track of all my friends. I'll tell her stories, but if I don't show them a picture. But if she met you, then like yeah. you're in her brain forever. Well, I love your mom. She's great. She's such a, a sweet woman. Oh, yeah. Yeah. We're in therapy together now. Are you? It's really funny. You guys okay? We're okay. All right. Oh, uh, yeah. No, we're good. We're good. Uh, speaking of group therapy or whatever, but now it's just turned into like me going to see my therapist and then my mom's just sitting in, chiming mm-hmm. in. Or I don't know. We had a funny thing where... Uh, I mean, I should. Um, you don't have to. You didn't, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay. Sorry. Okay. When the tape isn't rolling. <gasps> when the tape when we ain't cut rolling. The tape. Yeah. <laughs> but I love my mom, and that's so typical. My mom must be like, oh my God. Oh, there's this. Uh, have you ever been to what is, what's it, Sweaty Sundays or some kind of like oh, thing? Oh, the sweatshop? Maybe the sweatshop where it's like Ryan Heffington. Yeah, yeah. Have you ever been to one of those dance classes? I mean, um, I, I haven't. I've, I've done rehearsals in that space so yeah. I've seen the dance classes like let out and stuff well my yeah. mom would take those classes and she was like Lexi you have to go like you really have to go it's so fun and I was like oh my god I really don't want to do this and, yeah. and she dragged me to one one time and I was like okay we're doing it and uh, oh my god I was just so shy it was like we do the across the floor thing everybody like takes turns to do the, the, the number and oh, go, right. goes across the floor and my mom's just like loving life and just smiling <laughs> so big anyway so she continues to go to dance class makes her so happy and mm-hmm. you know um and so, and then I'll get texts from my girlfriends who are like younger than me or whatever. And they're like, hey, I think I'm in dance class with your mom. Oh, really? And they're like, she looks just like you because we look very similar. Yeah. And uh, yeah. And they're just like, yeah, I'm just watching your mom dance. Like texting. And it's just so funny. Is she a good dancer? Um, I think she's a good dancer. Yeah. But she's has so much fun doing it. I think that's the main that's thing. That's all that matters. Yeah. It keeps her brain that's, sharp. That's all that matters. But I think I'm, uh, I have a dental appointment. Oh, gosh. I think okay. we, we, we podcasted so long and hard. 
that we've, we're nearly running into my dental appointment that I don't even want to go to. Uh, what, are you doing for the, what are you doing for the rest of the day? You know, this is like, I hope nothing, to be honest yeah? with you. Yeah? Yeah, I'm trying to like really take this week easy. It's, it's been like, since, since August, I've been just going pretty hard with projects and stuff like that. So. Yeah. I've been looking forward to this week being like very chill. You got you got a pickup at uh, Jones on Third. I got that pickup on Wednesday. Yeah, it's all it's Wednesday tomorrow. Yeah, right, yeah. right in this neighborhood. Mm-hmm. I got that pickup, but you know, other than that, uh, I'm hoping just to kind of see friends and be thankful. Be thankful. What are you thankful for? Name three things. We're most the one thing you're most thankful for, um, and then I'll do the same on this Thanksgiving episode. What am I most thankful for? Um. I am most thankful for, I mean, this is... It's hard, isn't you know, it? It's it an is embarrassing hard, question. It's kind it, of embarrassing. It really, it really is like my friends and family. Like, I, I know that's like super generic, you know? Yeah. But like, um, especially in these, in this current... Climate? Climate. You know, it's like, it's actually very nice. Like, it's been very nice to, like, see you and just reconnect for, you know, and, like, and remember, like, like, our friends are still our friends, our family are still our family, and, like, you know, um, not everything has, like, changed into this crazy new vortex. Oh, God, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, I don't know. That's... I'm just going to go a very basic route this year with that. I like that. Yeah. It's true. I feel like things are, I mean, things aren't really starting to settle, but in this holiday moment mm-hmm. we're having, so much of this stuff has happened over the last year and a half. Is it two years or just even a year where yeah. it's like Harvey Weinstein, Trump, yeah. me too, yeah. all the stories coming out, all the, the stuff just like coming to the surface and everybody yeah. screaming at each other on the internet if like, you don't think my way, it's upsetting, but wait, we're trying to say the same thing. We want mm-hmm. the same goal. What do you, why are we, all this like, it's been so intense. Mm-hmm. I can't believe so much stuff has happened and surfaced in such a short period of time and all the like awareness there is about stuff. Yeah. Even about when we're talking about like mental health and all this stuff and... I don't know, women stuff and mm-hmm. feminism and Me Too and whatever, blah, 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 all this stuff. I don't even know what my point is right here, but like I'm just uh, was rattled. I, I feel like I, mm-hmm. I feel like sometimes I, I haven't given all that stuff enough credit to like there's a reason maybe I feel stressed sometimes or, yeah. or everybody does or there's like anxiety in the air or like where it's like a because it's a crazy time a collective it's a anxiety co- yeah because yeah. there's so much stuff but I'm just like oh no everything's fine it's all no but it's like wow if you take a step back all this shit has happened so anyway that's not really answering the question what I'm grateful for what am I grateful for I asked my boyfriend this the other day I was like what are you grateful for and he's like and he just wouldn't answer because he was just like he just like rolled his eyes and just didn't want to answer <laughs> yeah but now as I'm faced with the question that I just asked. I'm like, I'm not just saying that. I don't know. It's, it is kind of, it's, a, it's a corny question, but it's a, but a... You know, you can think about it and, and, and do it in the intro. No, I'm doing it now. <laughs> I'm doing it. you got to sit with me through this. you got to okay. hold my hand through this. That's um, fine. I don't know, because I feel like I've been so moody and gone through such intense mood shifts and self-awareness lately that I'm yeah. like, I kind of want to be... I don't know. I'm grateful to be alive. Great, grateful for this roof over my head. I love where I live. I feel very safe and stuff here. And I guess I'm just going to be grateful for like as difficult as, as, as it has been. Uh, 
like this time of like uncomfortable growing mm-hmm. in myself. I guess I'm going to be grateful because I, ho- I hope to get to the other side of it, like Alexi 2.0, as my sure. friend refers to. It's like get over these bad habits of like loop thinking and mm-hmm. punishing every guy I date or I'm in love with and making them my father and just kicking and screaming through relationships mm-hmm. and all this. I don't know. So I'm just hoping that like uh, I'm grateful for this time of like intense change in myself or whatever yeah. and hoping to be better and I'm still here. I don't know. Does it make any sense? It makes total sense. Yeah, you're, you're searching. You're searching. And but I want to stop searching at some point. Or not stop searching. I, I just want to. don't know if you ever to, do, do you? I, actually, okay. I don't want to stop searching. Yeah. I want to be like, I want to be not, com- I want to be relaxed, but I never want to be comfortable. Does that sure. make sense? That makes sense. Yeah. Uh, well, I, th- I, I think that's all good stuff. And yeah. I'm proud of you, Alexi. I'm, I'm proud of you. I, I'm proud of everything you've, you, you're doing <laughs> and everything you've done. It's, uh, it's nice to be able to sit here and, and, and just, Talk. Talk. and I'm glad we jumped yeah. right into it. Yeah, we did. We did. I don't regret it. I'm not cutting anything out. Don't cut a single thing not out. Not a single not a thing. Single goddamn thing. Is 2019 going to be good? Is 2019... Uh, Is it going to be better? Uh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Let's end it there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, wait. Join me in that. One, two, three. Yeah. yeah.
Whoa. 